Hey, Max, what's up? You raced last weekend and JQ beat you. The rivalry is heating up in the Finnish nationals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of right, but I'd say more I lost than he beat me. Uh-oh, so, uh-oh. Because I was, I, was, I was in front of him the whole main, and then I just made a few dumb mistakes. And then he got by, and in the end, I made a big mistake, and he got away. That, so I'd say I lost more than he beat me. I was, I was DQ faster than him all, all, all weekend. So. Oh, you know what? We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit. But first... We kind of have to, you know, you know what we got to do here, Max. We got to, we got to, we got to yeah. drop that intro when I find it. Because now it's all mixed up and I can't find it. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I went too long with the race, <gasps> race review. Here we go. I found it. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed, Nitro's the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 137 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, or as my close friends call me, Lefty the Great Disappointment. And to my immediate right on the screen is, um, I don't know, man. This guy is looking like a hippie now. His hair is all over the place. But we got Army Boy, Team Associated, Captain Army, I don't know. I got to find a nickname for you, Maximus. What's up, Max? How you doing? Yeah, I think uh, like way, way back, Ilias called me the white devil. I can understand why he called you that because you definitely yeah. can be a, a impish little boy. And you was younger back then. And I've wanted to kill you many times. So I imagine Elias wanted to kill you a couple <laughs> of times. So, yeah. yeah I was a bit like Ilias, I believe. Yeah, at least didn't went, like you went. too much. You you really got on his skin. That's crazy. Yes. All right, Max. Um, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. Um, hey, we're recording this weekend. We got a lot to talk about. We got we got um we got some drama over in the UK nationals, and Max is joining us here. He just knocked off work, so we're gonna get right into this. But first off, before I do that, I want to say shout out and thank you to all of the NNRC NNRC squad around the world. Without you guys, none of this is possible. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for supporting us. I know a lot of you are racing right now and you ain't got time to listen to these long, long ass podcasts, but I'm glad you guys do. Uh, keep listening, keep sharing, leave reviews. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you ain't fat on our YouTube channel, go hit that notification button, that subscribe button as well for Max and his channel, Max Mort. Um, so yeah, mm. keep, keep sharing this podcast. We're, we're got, we've got messages. We're getting through people starting to listen. I like that, you know? Uh, also, thank you to the patrons of the podcast, patrons of N of the NNRC. Without you guys, we can't keep these bills paid. We can't get new stuff. So we thank you for the extra support. If you wish to become a patron of the NNRC, the link is in the written description of the link tree link that will be in the written description. So uh, also, 
we have sponsors, and I want to say thank you to them. Uh, first, shout out to Mayako. Thank you to Mayako. Maximum performance, maximum focus, maximum Mayako. Uh, beach RC, a brick and mortar hobby shop that uh, brings you to Beach RC bench racing Q and A. TNR Fuels, a fuel made by racers for racers. High Tech RCD, great interview with Mike Mayberry last week. Go check that out. You get to see the world's biggest, probably most expensive servo. Techno RC, thank you to Techno RC. They have been a longtime supporter of the podcast. I'm greatly appreciative of that. Obviously, shout out to JQ Racing, to my JQ Racing family. Congratulations, Jack Parsi. He won, um, he came second in the ECN Nets, but they got kind of, they kind of got canceled because of COVID. Like, I'll talk about that in a minute. And shout out to my boy, Curtis Wong. He um, was up there in BC, and he uh, won in the, in the GT class up there. First time ever running GT and won it with a JQ converted GT that he, he got the conversion from Dennis, the guy from Croatia who's been running it. Remember him? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So shout out to him. Lugs Racing Tires. Hey, check out the link in the, the written description to save some money. Uh, we have a coupon code for that. Manscaped.com. Max, have you picked up your performance package yet? Because, you know, this podcast is actually bought by bought to you by high tech. Or, um, by high tech. I'm looking at high tech and I'm saying high tech. But it is bought to you by high tech, but it's bought to you by Manscaped.com. Because, you know, Max, summer's here. And are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Like, I think you really need to get this lawnmower 4.0 and let's get this this mess all trimmed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, there's an argument for that, but I, I'm still I'm still rocking with this until the winter. If it's too cold, I, then I have to keep it. But if it gets you know what, sort of I, a uh, basic winter, I, I, maybe I'll shave it off in yeah, the winter. Yeah, but you know what? You should go to www.manscape.com anyway. You know, pick yourself up the performance package that actually comes with some nice boxers, a travel bag, ball deodorizer, and, of course, the awesome lawnmower 4.0, which you can get done and do some aggressive manscaping down there and cut through that jungle to find your manhood. Uh, so, you know, you can do that by going to www.manscaped.com, use the promo code no name, and you get free shipping, and it is worldwide because now they're in Europe, Canada, everybody. The lawnmower 4.0 is out. I just ordered me some extra blades for it. And I think Manscaped sent me a little package, so I got something to test out too, like some some nasal and ear. You know, I got hairy, you know? You get old, you get hair in your ears, man. I don't know why hair grows in your ears, but it does. And, you know, that looks nasty, and you got to keep that stuff done and, and clip all your nose hair. So I, I'm going to do a little show, uh, a little review on that. So thank you to everybody that's supporting Manscaped. They're still sticking with the podcast. We guys have an outside-of-the-industry sponsor. We've had it for over a year. I think that's awesome. So uh, thank you to everybody that's been supporting the podcast by supporting Manscaped. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, I got that out of the way. So people be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. shout out to Donathan RC. I can't wait. I geeked out and um, ordered me some truly custom. Like I customized everything from the heat shrink to the wires, in the individual wires, Max, all this type of stuff. I did not know you could geek out on charge leads so much. Like, you really, I really geeked out on it. Like, and um, if you guys want to do that, you can go to Donna, uh, DRC Pro Shop. He's our latest sponsor. Great dude. Uh, use the, the promo code no name 10 and you'll save 10% off all orders of $50. All these, all these links are in the written description. Also, shout out to Papa Willis Traction Tonic. Prepare for victory with them. We have a coupon code for them. Racecraft USA, we got a coupon code for them too. What? We're, get, we're getting big time, Max. We got coupon codes for everybody. Not everybody. Um, uh, RCGP, 
RCGP, <laughs> House of RC. Don't forget to go set up your start your profile at House of RC. And of course, Sun City Raceway. Uh, they have a race next week. The USRC series is going there with Ryan Lutz. Uh, it should be a great day. Max, you know who our guest was this week? Uh, Ricardo Barton. I can't roll the trail. Yeah, yeah, wow. I interviewed him. Um, pretty, pretty Ricky. I got him on the podcast. I'm with, that's his name. Was he was he this was he this first time on this on podcast, podcast? In this, no, I think yeah. he did. Uh, shout out to the extra lap guys. I think he did their podcast uh, last year, but yeah. it was pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. Now yeah, he he, he just uh, he just signed for Schumacher. Yeah, and well, we're gonna talk about that, but that's in our news. And he also yeah. signed with LRP, so. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. It was a good chat with him. He's like one of the, I want to say, not underrated, but forgotten about fast guys in Europe. You know what I mean? He still is the current 2019 European champion. Yeah, but I think there's a good reason for it. And it's that he doesn't really have that big of a presence at races. Mm. He sort of seems lost from the beginning of the week. Then he gets on with it. And in the main, he's, he might be fast. And that's like one of one of his biggest issues. Like, for example, at the Euros, his mechanic didn't arrive until the finals day. Really? Yeah, oh. when he won the Euros. But that he was Kyosho, right? He, yeah, yeah. Mm. Now with Infinity, obviously he has his Infinity guys. Mm-hmm. But like before that, he was always like, if his dad wasn't there just at the time, he didn't have a mechanic. And like his dad was there, you would just hear him, him and his dad. And like they were, they looked like they weren't even team drivers or anything. They were just like his dad normally didn't even have a cure show shirt on or anything. So it's like they're really like sort of laid back uh, in terms of like. But that's how it was for like looking racing. That's how it was for CJ Jalen and his dad at the nationals. They didn't even have a a tent or anything. They had a pit with us pretty much. I was like, wow, how the mighty have fallen. No, no, no presence whatsoever at the at the nationals for Kyosha besides CJ. Um, all yeah. good, all good. Uh, it was a great chat with Ricky. Uh, I think he's going to be named Pretty Ricky. I think that's going to be his name. Um, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I got a nickname. But he's ridiculously fast, though. He, he is. I, I, I wish, I wish he gets back to attending like international races because in Italy he's doing all right. But well, he's going to EOS international. This weekend. We haven't really seen him. He's going. To yeah, EOS, but that's yeah. Kind of ten scale, like, yeah. and it's going to be a bit sort of. It's going to be a bit sort of a. Uh, not a full EOS, I feel like, because of all the COVID regulations. So a lot of people are going to probably miss it. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, Max. Um, <laughs> no, I just got a message and I was looking at it. And I think it's from uh, yeah. JQ. It's something about uh, the Invisible Speed Net. Invisible Speed is now in English, it, Italian, French, and Spanish. So go get your Invisible Speed book, guys. And... um. That's all good. That helps out Joseph. And um, yeah, you know, does all that type of stuff. So, um, all right, Max, let's get on to this. Uh, so you raced a uh, different track this past weekend. Uh, you lost to yeah. JQ. I, that, that actually meant mm-hmm. that he was probably in a good mood. Um, I was going to record with him today, but we both got busy uh, this week, but we both got busy. Sorry. So I, thank you for filling in, even though I think you're becoming like the number one co-host on her. Which I appreciate. Uh, you gotta yeah. get you some NRC <laughs> swag or something. So, oh yeah. Uh, you, where, which track did you guys go to this weekend? Last weekend, sorry. Uh, it was in in, in Turku. Yeah, it, okay. it's uh, it's pretty close by. It's uh, an hour and a half drive away. Uh, 
it's a, it's a new track and like they just got it done like a month month and a half ago or something and uh i mean when we were practicing there the track was like completely blown out it was like one of the most difficult tracks i've ever raced on like the surface was sort of like asphalt but with huge bumps and lots of like loose rocks and stuff mm. but now with the race it was like completely different it was super smooth silky sort of like perfect conditions like even had a nice blue groove and everything interesting so it was a very very sort of weird race in a way it, and it didn't rain or did it rain because i remember you saying that you guys were worried about rain you thought it was gonna be canceled um, oh yeah it rained like the whole week and then it dried up just for saturday and it was perfect mm. all right well that's always a good thing always a good thing yeah all right so what happened with you and joseph you said you you lost what what did you do wrong yeah, I mean, it was actually Jona was leading by quite much. He was leading Ooh, by uh, probably Hartanen. Uh, you mean? Oh no. Okay, okay. Whew, I must let you that. Yuna, Jonas. No, that's Jonas. Sorry, I was about to say. Yeah. So Jona was leading like by quite a lot, almost a lap. Uh, and then he was like, uh, well, actually, like the issues had like my mistakes happened just when Jona got by me because I was leading until like the half point at the main. Mm-hmm. Then Jona got by, then I tried to keep with him, uh, like stay with him, but he was much faster. So I made uh, like two, three dumb mistakes and one because of a back marker. Then Jakey got by me because he had one less pit, mm-hmm. uh, and I lost all the lead I had from the beginning. And then we just raced until like the final tank, pretty close by. We never got to like side by side action. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was I I led I led him by like over ten seconds at one point, and then I just made some dumb mistakes. But uh, yeah, I mean now it's perfect actually because in the last race the Finnish champion is not decided. It's between me and great. DQ. That's that's what it's supposed to be yeah. about, and that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what's up with Yuna Hatnin? Is he kind of like in and out of RC? Because he's been kind of quiet. Like he's not doing. I know it's COVID no, and all that stuff. Races. But- he races like normally pretty much. He he doesn't practice as much as he would normally, but he races all the races and stuff. And he's been pretty fast. He was probably the fastest in Vasa. And here he was leading by almost a lap before he had an electrical issue like five minutes before the end. Is he so. um is he still pursuing is he working? Like what is he doing? Is he still pursuing like a RC career or uh he he's in trade school. Okay. So he's he's just waiting. He's going to the EOS next week and like He's just waiting for the bigger races. He doesn't really okay. have interest in Finland. Well, he kind of needs to get out of Finland to make it. You know what I mean? We all know that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and he's ridiculously fast. So. Yeah. It's it, just like he needs to get everything everything right for the big races, and sweet. he'll be amazing. Well, I got to run my RC boat. I know I've been talking about this, but I finally got it to run. <laughs> all I gotta say is this thing is fast out of the shop, like out of the box. Um, just, I got to trim it a little bit. Um, I took it to like Valboca, which is like an estuary that goes out to the ocean. It's a little rough. Mm-hmm. My first drive if it, um, it was fun. It, but I took my son out there. Unfortunately, unfortunately batteries don't last long in boats. Cause you're like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. Like a, they... a, a 5,000 mAh battery lasts about four minutes. So yeah. Um depends how much and throttle. If you, you use. if you drive them if 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 you lose, use a lot of throttle, they also like like plunge up. They sort of like expand a lot because they have too much power they need to run. Right, well there's also no airflow going to the batteries, but I must say, man, this thing yeah. is completely like I flipped it a few times. It 
you know, it has the it flips back over because that chamber flips over, which is great. Yeah, yeah. And it was just fun. I took it to La Boca and then we went to the beach on Sunday and there was another little estuary, but it was a little calmer. And I was just driving it there. So I think I see some speed runs coming up in my future. I, I ordered some more batteries. I'm going to try and get like some 7,000 mAh batteries just to get a little more runtime. I'm going to order a few more battery packs. Um, unless we got a, a, a sponsor, a battery pack, spon- a battery sponsor for the podcast. Uh, then I get to use theirs. But it's really interesting. I like it. It 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 brought back memories of a childhood. You know what I mean? Except that these are electric. Uh, you know, that's kind of was my first yeah. exposure to RC was RC boats in Bermuda. And the guys that used to race them, and I used to beg my mom, like, hey, can we stop and can we watch them? And, you know, obviously begging your mom for that stuff. <laughs> She's like, all right, we can stop 10 minutes. And the next, you know, I want a boat. Um, but it brought back those memories from when I first got exposed to RC. And I enjoyed it, like just going out there and having fun and bashing. And maybe another one will come in my future. Uh, maybe I'll pick up one for my son. Maybe not like that. I, I, I do like the Oxidine animal cat i might get that because that's supposed to be the fastest stock boat out of the out it's about speed runs with these stock boats like with these boats so but yeah. the, the little the boat that i have you can carve like it's it's deep v so it's fun i'm enjoying it i'm getting into more bashing stuff because i don't have a tracker yet hopefully we can get going on the tracker after summer but i think that's what i'm going to be doing here maybe i'll get something to bash with uh and just go out with my son my friends and have some time because we can still do like I really like what like what Mark Santa Maria does. He like goes up with his kids and has fun, just bashing, and yeah. I, I like that and I want to do that myself. So we shall see. All good. Uh, if you, I I know what I want next. So we'll see what happens. All right, Max. We've been <laughs> we've been chopping for twenty minutes here. I don't really have much else to say uh, about that. I think we should. Oh, I do have one thing to say. It is freaking hot her in the dr it's like summer yeah. came last week boom here i am suffer it is warm here but yeah for us it's actually summer's over yeah it, it feels like uh, fall already it's gonna be um hot this month next month and probably going into middle of october maybe october cool down a little bit but hey yeah. it's hey, it's the three months of extreme heat you gotta pay for for having the rest of the year just perfect i can live with that so yeah. <laughs> uh island life island life it's too hot let me go sit out in the breeze and get some nice ocean breeze while i sip on my coconut water so rough <laughs> uh <laughs> and then you be like in like 10 feet of snow in like two months so yeah all good yeah all right man i think we should go on to some rc news and the rc news is brought to you by high tech rcd is they are a leader in rc systems delivering the highest performance and reliability supported by dedicated customer service personnel. The HSB3, HSB9381TH servers have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case, and they re- regenerate power into your battery when you are braking. That's pretty cool. The RDX2 Pro Charger can charge two cells in just two four-cell packs in just 45 minutes and provide power for engine heating, tire warming, and it also has a Bluetooth dongle that you can connect and adjust with your phone. I think I might have one coming, so I'm going to play around with this, so I can't wait. Uh, Trust in Hitech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit HitechRCD.com. 
Com. We're to buy for your nearest retailer. And if you want to learn more about high-tech um, servers, you can go back in the last episode of, with the team manager, Mike Mabry. It was a great, great chat. All right, Max, RC News. Okay, so Ricardo Berton to LRP and Schumacher. We went over this a little bit. Uh He's kind of doing the Orlovsky thing because Orlovsky is LRP and Schumacher, so that means he'll be using LRP engines, which is good. Yeah, I. They're yeah, OS I mean based, right? the thing the thing here, yeah, but it could be he's just gonna run OS. I I don't think it's Nitro program as well. I didn't read it. The oh, just release, the, but the electric. It could yeah. be. Yeah, but anyway, like Schumacher and LRP are pretty much connected by now. Like all of the Schumacher guys run LRP pretty much. Even Ipec, like all the low-level team drive, not even like the factory, like number one paid guys. Mm. Even like the lower-level Schumacher guys run LRP. Really? They're really tied together, yeah. So, I mean, that's not a surprise at all. But one thing I'm sort of weirded out by is that both Brock and uh, Michal are running like uh, Agamas and then Bertone is with Infinity. Mm -hmm. Because to me, it seems like a very good bond to have a sort of well, I mean, yeah, I, Infinity has a touring guard, though. So, like, Schumacher and Infinity couldn't really bond together, like, completely. So, I kind of, well, I kind of understand it, but mm -hmm. it would be much sort of simpler if it was Schumacher and Infinity sort of bonding together. Sort of like Yokomo and Mugen has. Well, uh, had, because we don't see that anymore. Um, I was just well, about to... Is the I, left, well, that's it. Yeah. And I think that's the end. Of, I think that's done at the end of this year. It's just seen out his contract. What I see is Schumacher filling in that role that Yokomo played. Like, you know, if you ran Mugen, you ran a Yokomo. Like, or if you ran a Gamma, you know, one yeah. of, even if you ran a JQ, you could run a Mugen and whatnot. So I think Schumacher's just going to fall in that role. I think they're really trying to get into, they, they seem to be growing in the American market. I don't know if that's because mm -hmm. of Rock, but it just seems to be growing. I'm starting to see more. Uh, it might be because of actual yeah, guys. Think... Them guys, big, all Schumacher guys, so. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's because of the fact that Schumacher has started to release new cars. Because, like, for the tool drive, for example, like, the front-end design was over 10 years old. Mm, okay. So, like, all their cars look very sort of old old, and with the belts and all. I think Americans like a car to look very, like, sort of normal. They don't right. want two extra, like, crazy cars. And especially, like, the fact that Schumacher cars, like, the past cars, haven't been too good on dirt. Right. Now they're much better dirt. So those things are probably like the main factors why Schumacher is going. And Brock, obviously, this year has helped a lot, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, he's probably the biggest name in America. And let's see. Let's see. Barton's going to EOS this weekend. Let's see. It should be interesting. Um, probably won't get all the top guys there, but it should be good. Should be good. Some 10-scale yeah. EOS racing. Ron Schur leaves Ron Schur leaves Hobbywing. I think he's going to focus on his sure speed product. You know who Ron Schur is, right? The team manager for Hobbywing team race team manager. I he has like st stock motors, right? Yeah, yeah. He sure focuses mo motor. most on stock motors. So he's left Hobbywing yeah. altogether. So I'm assuming like sure speed is just gonna be his brand that he promotes and and he's been with Hobbywing for quite a long time. Um yeah, I was reading Circus RC, and it was just a word post. You know, I think it was translated from French to English, and it was talking about top French AKA drivers were running non AKA tires in France. 
I think Savoya was on AKA, but I think what we're starting to see is possibly what we saw at Proline last year, where maybe guys who had budgets for a bunch of tires or free tires aren't getting that no more. Or maybe they're going to be, you know. Yeah. So, um, speaking of AKA and Horizon, all this stuff, uh, did you hear anything about the French drivers running, not running AKA? That this last race? Yeah, I read the post as well. I I mean I can I can see that, but I mean to be honest, like AK has been always awful with their like delivering tires to team drivers. Mm-hmm. So it's not it could just be that there are actually other tires and they that would too. just let run anything by yeah. the European or French like AK distributor. So I mean it could just be that or it could be that sort of AK is having issues because of the move to horizon or even they just have an issue is in horizon is trying to fix them but it's right. unable to all them so it For, could be anything any of those really excuse me i had a little code everybody so a little, a little bit stuffed up from what I, the rumor is i'm hearing is that uh pro line is going to be the basher tire line for horizon and that aka is going to be the race line that's what i'm hearing that would be uh, a pretty bold move really yeah like Proline has some serious heritage in race in the race world, but yeah, and like you know, like you know, like Cavaliers racing Proline, uh, pretty right, much but- all of like the TLR guys are now running Proline, so it's like it it's it would be a really odd switch. Really. I know, but, I don't know if I mean, that's maybe all those I think, tires. I fall think the branding the would work. Maybe yeah, the- maybe they yeah, but the thing is like you have blockade, you have impact. And you're just gonna call it AK blockade? blockade? I don't like, know. No, and those are very similar tires. So would you have all of those, or would you just build a new brand on their AK? I I hardly believe that. I just think they're gonna keep Proline as it is, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to figure something out for AK. Who knows what? Some somebody in yeah. Horizon has figured out that they can but make I mean, money off this. So yeah, that's all. Yeah, but I mean, I, I I would be happy if they did it so that it would be just AKA mm-hmm. and then Proline would be just like Basha tires. I would be really happy with that, actually, because that would mean that now there's J-Concepts and AK in America, Hot Trace and, uh, well, Hot Trace in Europe, mm-hmm. really. And there will be like a few big brands only, not like hundreds of like smaller ones or, you know. Right. These would like centralize the tire market a bit more. I get that. Um, sweet. Well, we have we actually have a question about that. Uh, we'll about Horizon and stuff. We'll we'll, we'll uh, tackle that in our question section. So it, the Royal Nationals is about three weeks away for ten scale. I think they're gonna have the on road. They did have a, a Royal Nationals this past weekend, but we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, they they announced the for the ten scale offer nets the traction compound. The official traction compound, so I guess everybody has to use this. It's called SXT. Oh, my gosh. The comments underneath me, people's like, it don't work. You know what I mean? It doesn't work there, and people are making kicking shit already. Even Cav went under. He goes, oh, so Offroad has to have a... Offroad has to have uh, a spec sauce, but Onward don't. And I'm just... Yeah. And I'm just like... Yeah, because it's run by one red guys. That's why. So they want all the best traction that they can yeah. get. But people are kicking shit about this tire sauce stuff. I don't know. I. I just, why do they even allow tire sauce? Like come because on. they <laughs> they say they tr- the cars can't run on this track because it's indoor without it. 
you know. So why don't why don't companies I mean, just make ghost treads? Like why do why do we have to send all these tires on and do all that bullshit anyway? Like why can't these companies yeah, just like, make tires? Yeah, like what what like how how can indoor dirt be that slippery that you can't run without like read races run without uh tire sauce is it a lot of races oh uh, yeah it is always and that, like at least that's what, what i believe I, I don't know if it's changed but like all the big races all the euros all the worlds all the races are always run without sauce so why do do americans need to use tire sauce i don't gonna get it and um, even like for outdoor racing, you don't use sauce. Like, what is so like slippery about indoor tracks? Isn't it, isn't it just that? It must be the slicks. Your car. It must be the slicks. Yeah, but like then you must run a pin tire or something. But the pin tires, I don't know, man. That whole the whole I don't know. I'm not a ten skill guy, but I know this is like people just kind of tired of all that. Like that's all you hear. We gotta send tires yeah. down and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we already got some drama with the Royal Nationals and it hasn't even started yet. I was actually thinking about going to this. I was actually thinking about going to Wicked Weekend in a couple of weeks and then staying in and going up to this race. But, uh, I don't think, I don't think right now things are looking pretty sketchy with variants and stuff like that. So I might just stay my ass here. Yeah. Uh, the Viking versus the doctor Berserker mode versus surgical mode in Sweden this weekend in 10 scale torn. Uh, oh, David Ronafolk said, Tell Max I said to, hmm. <laughs> he must have been listening to the podcast and he, you heard what you said. And he goes, hashtag domination. And he played me like a video. Uh, he must have been driving and he played a, uh, a recording of it, listened to of you. And I was like, what's up with you and Max? Is it a Swedish and Finnish beef? And he just said, tell Max. He like, you know, did the emoji like, hmm, did a middle finger and said, hashtag domination. And I was just like, I love it. I love it. So um, he sent me a picture oh, yeah. last I mean, that's, night. That's the, yeah, he, he that's the a, proper response. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. He sent me a, yeah. he sent me a picture yesterday. He's like, I'm going to race touring cars. Like, oh, because Hagberg, I was t- like, they are like Hagberg too. And he's like, oh, I'm going up to Sweden to race. I was like, oh, it's you versus, it's Runafog versus, it's, like I just put it like the Viking versus the Doctor, Berserker mode versus uh, uh, Surgical mode. You know, you know Runafog, like I'm going to win. But it'd be interesting yeah. to see if he can cross over and 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 beat Hagberg yeah. at Hagberg's number one skill. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, touring cars a lot about setup. So and it's like if you get a right setup for the right track, you can make a lot happen. So I mean, he could he could definitely have a shot at it. Yeah, but so I like that. to see that. Like you know, like two yeah. world champions. And that's the right attitude you have. Like even like for him, like any race he goes, he needs to have that domination attitude. Yeah. So and then Hagberg is like, that it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Let's see what he can do. So they're both like, ah, oh, you know, and that's great. I love that shit. Yeah. All right. Did, oh, let's look at this real quick, Max. Have you seen, um, this is like the only real video I've kind of seen from all these people went to the, the grand opening of the dirt at Paris this weekend. And this is the only video yeah, I can I find. Mean, so let's add this here and let's play it because it's humongous, man. Yeah, and I, I saw a video actually. Someone played a video of that, like, sort of. Porn, I Can you and see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you lower the voice uh, sound of it? So we can, yeah. So, like, uh, I saw a video of, like, close up of the dirt that they have there. And it's like, like just like motocross, you know. Oh, you like saw Wallace's video and all that. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah. yeah. 
So it's like it's perfect. I I mean that's the t- style of dirt and that style of track I really man, really uh, this like. track is humongous, man. Yeah. I mean DNC is gonna be amazing if it's here. I mean most likely it will, but yeah, it's gonna be amazing here. That was uh Chris Nelson. He did a he did a video from the, the man, it's good to see giant triples again though. You know, yeah. like big send it, but not send it like we're you no know, proper triples with landings. It's a, yeah. It's a I big really track. like I I really like the fear farm track because that like Joey always did like a jump straight there. Yeah, so he like jumps for the whole straightaway. No, that but was, he's he's got really like whoops. He's got like three different. He's got that on the back section like you double get up with that and double. The only thing Joey don't do is yeah. is eval- is elevation. He he strays away from that a lot. Like you know what I mean? I guess. He does like slight elevation, but it's yeah. only like really like quick like this. It's not like uh, mm-hmm. corners that are off camber on the on the side or, so, or something like that. He well, doesn't really the, do that's that. That's the best DNC track I've seen in a long time. Well, that was where the last last DNC was, and that not sorry, twenty twenty DNC was in the big area where it's supposed to be, but it's got a yeah. grandstand. This is like perfect for promoting our hobby and getting people there and all, all that type of stuff. Yeah, that's I how hope- it's supposed to be. I hope he uh I hope he makes I hope it's successful and I hope he makes the best of it and really starts promoting to get because you're in a area too where they're racing over the racing BMX it's a big complex so I hope yeah yeah we could get some eyes on what we're doing and the track look man it's big man it's I, like I'm yeah. looking at it and saying I would love to drive on that and then I saw Wally's video with it like that dirt flinging and I was like Ooh, that's like just, yeah, just, in, just enough loom. You know what I mean? Just enough. Yeah, I really like that. Like one track in the East Coast. It's a, it's a super small track, but I, I think it's in North Carolina. I can't remember the WCRC. WCRC. Yeah, WCRC. that has that sort of like really soft like dirt that and really like it's it sort of like dusts off, but it's really like soft and loamy, and the like the surface doesn't break up. So even even if it's like there's roots coming off and all that, the surface still keeps pretty pretty good. So like that's that's one of my favorite surfaces I've ever been on. It's really slippery, but it's it's really nice to drive on. The car slides really very nicely, and yeah, I really like that dirt. Yeah, that that video that Wally posted, look, that's made me be like, ooh, that looks that looks sexy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh so hopefully hopefully uh, I get to go there. Maybe I don't know if you're gonna go DNC next year. It's kind of a hole for you, but. Hopefully I get to go yeah, there next probably year. Probably not. Yeah, probably Still not. regulations and yeah. Maybe maybe 2022 20, then. Oh well, twenty twenty three. Yeah, I think I you might be able to go there in twenty twenty two though, Max. It's long it's six months away, seven months away. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um I wanna go. I know that. So hopefully I will go and I will get to check it out. But hey, you know what? This podcast is also brought to you by Lugs Racing Tires. Lugs Racing has over 55 combined years of experience in RC. They have been testing treads, wheels, and rubber compounds for performance. Lugs Tires has, a, has an Econ tire line that is developed with racing budgets in mind. High quality but lower cost means savings that can be passed on to you, the customer. They also have the premier line of tires that they provide pure performance made using Lugs custom molds and proprietary rubber compound. The tires are available in medium, soft, super soft, and mega soft. And I know they are uh, available in in long wear and they have truggy and buggy tires. Please visit 
www.lugsracing.com. Use the promo code NNRCLUGS in all caps, and you'll save some money off your order. Uh, remember, everybody, showing the sponsors some love, shows the podcast some love, and thank you to Lugs RC for their continued support. All right. All right, Max. I must call you Joseph. So you and I got talking <laughs> about this yesterday. Um, the UK Nationals, I talked about this last week on the podcast, how the mm-hmm. competition is heating up because Skidmore's won the last two and he beat Boots. I was more focused on what's going on with Boots. But they went to Hearts, Hearts this weekend. Whew. And I thought that American racing had drama and stuff like that. I'm heard thinking the Brits no. got their shit together. UK, I mean, UK, UK is always drama. Oh, like even my if everything gosh. goes smoothly, it's always drama. So like this is this is amazing. I know. I I so I'm you know I I think I posted this yesterday. So I, I started some shit yesterday. No, I didn't start anything. I just posted it. Um, I started yeah. shit the day before though. Um, uh, with Raw. Uh, wow. Um, we have beef. We have drama. We have accusations of cheating. We have people calling other people sponsors, and we have people using tires that they're are not sponsored by. And this is just are we one like race. gonna break it down, or are we yes, gonna let's break it down so people vague? understand? So, the UK yeah. Nationals they have a series of races determine a national championship. You know, a champion. You know, what a fucking awesome concept. I wonder where they came up with that from. I mean, it's only you know, like. Wow, let's have a series to determine a champion. Like, oh, anywho. <laughs> it's um what we're seeing here is exactly what series do does. Like, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of races exactly. and, and, yeah. and, and everybody gets to race. So Johnny's the rivalry beats yes. up like everything, like so the big rivalry is it seems to be Nemo versus everybody else. Like, but mostly Nemo <laughs> versus Skidmore. You know what I mean? The Skidmores. Yeah. So um, if you guys don't know Johnny and what Will Will William Skidmore is his last name? Yeah, William. So their two brothers, their dad is super, super I mean, I don't agree with him most of the times, but I have been talking to him lately because I congrat like when people do good, like his son has been winning, I think that's great to see. You know what I mean? They they've been working hard. Mm-hmm. Um but so but anywho, so any at this race, these the Skidmores after the race accused Lee, because Lee Martin won by a lap, right? Yeah. And so they accused, and they just couldn't believe that like, they he beat Boots and Skidmore by a lap. So they apparently they accused them of cheating by having a seismic tire that wasn't available, a compound that wasn't available to the public. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, the BRC has as a rule that any tire that any anyone uses has to be commercially available. And that's because, like, team drivers don't get a Tron prototype tires. That's basically what the rule is. Okay. So, apparently, like, the Seismic released, like you said, the magma compound a week ago. And, uh, or the pink compound. I, I can't remember what it is. But, like, the, I think magma is the tire, actually. Right. It's like I'm not X, sure. X, like, X, XS Yeah, compound. XS. But, X- anyway, they released a super soft compound, like, right. ultra soft compound or whatever, uh, last week. And it wasn't already, like, they couldn't get it out to the market in the UK, so that shouldn't have been allowed to use at the race. And uh, some people said they had proof that Lee ran, ran the tire, the illegal tire, in qualifying. Mm-hmm. 
that some someone said that they had proof of that. I can't remember who it was, but there were some people but, saying that like, there was proof of him running the illegal compound in qualifying. But the speculation right now uh, between like Skidmore, well, speculation earlier on in the week between Skidmore and the whole Nemo squad was did Lee run the illegal tire, which hasn't been commercially available in the UK yet? Did he run that in the main? Right, because that because he been won the- by a lap there. They, they thought like Skidmore and Boots both ran the seismic tire mm-hmm. in the blue compound. And uh, Lee allegedly ran the uh, new blue. compound, the softer one. Right. But they this this is not confirmed by any means. So um, they're saying that they said the compound name on a race report and then it got pulled on. Like Yeah, and- I think the French, I think it was either seismic sort of owner or some guy who was uh, who some someone who was french who uh, uh, apparently was associated with seismic somehow okay. he made a facebook post saying lee martin won this race in magma excess compound which is the new compound that is would be illegal to run the brca and then he had uh, edited the post and corrected the, the blue compound which would be the sort of the uh, uh, commercially available one the softest one so then Sk- so, uh, hazelwood yeah. released that video and these guys mm-hmm. are throwing jams at each other. Yeah, you know? Yeah. The, like these skid well, the skidmores used to run for a uh, for Nemo for a long time. Nemo, yeah. And then after yeah. Montpellier 2020, they had a falling out. And so Hazelwood came up and he goes, Oh, you know, the biggest the biggest compliment is when your competition accuses you of cheating. And he said it's all to do with the beta wheel and the firm. Yeah. And that it's the wheels softer, which gives you more grip. And then the firm gives a better profile, gives you more grip, makes everything softer. Do you believe that? I mean, I do believe that the beta wheel and foam could be better. I don't doubt that it most likely is if they say it is, but, uh, this, like we already heard that he used the compound at some point that was, People said that that was certain that they saw it by their like by their eyes. Right. So that is that in my eyes is hundred percent sure that he ran the not allowed compound at some point. But did he run it in the main? No one seems to really know. I wasn't at the, at the race, so I don't know. And uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, if you just get a nice groove, your engine has good tune in it, and you just feel it, you can easily grab a few tens from your competition. And like running away with like this, it, it, it could be that Lee just was hit, like on it that day. And I don't like that way. Like it, it doesn't like domination doesn't always mean that something in the equipment like was so much better. It could just be like everything was their yeah, best clicked. at everything the time. Everything clicked. You made a yeah. Lee Martin isn't no slouch either. But, We're talking about. Yeah. Lee so like, like just by that, there's no reason to assume that he did use the legal compound in the main. Uh, but I mean, obviously there's doubts if, if it was true that he did use it in qualifying, what really makes him not available to use in the main. So yeah, but there's no proof. So but there's just I mean, so much beef. Um, like I heard that the Skidmores are banned from Nemo raceway, you know, it just, yeah. wow. It's like, and then like people yeah, and just, you, and, uh, the one story that the one story you, you shared to me was that, uh, Nemo actually tried to send, uh, pictures of Johnny's tires to I think yeah. CML because he previously had a sponsorship from Proline mm-hmm. 
and he was running seismic tires because apparently I think seismic are just really good on oil tracks yes. or something because like Boots was running them as well. So Boots has been running all, them for the whole running... series. I'm into like been running seismic tires. Yeah. But yeah, I guess but, T Pro is probably allowing him to run them so they can. Yeah, most yeah. likely, most likely he's just using whatever. Oh yeah, and but they did try to get Skidmore, and then Skidmore doesn't have a tire deal. He's like Runafog; he doesn't have a deal. He just he runs whatever he yeah. wants. So it's a lot of tit for tat going on there. Um, also, okay, like I know this is like oh, this is petty drama, but this is this is what happens when you get a series of races yeah. between people going. This is what makes it exciting. Beef, yeah, and the races drama. mean a lot more because, like, you like the UK championships. It's not really about making making millions, or probably not even about making thousands of like prize money from sponsors or whatever. Right. So it's not about money really. So you have to have something else, and this is the something else. You know, like this builds like it means a lot more to win when there's drama like this. Like even after, like even after Lee. If he cheated, like even after Lee cheated, Johnny won the championships. Or if Lee wins the championships now, like they're accusing me of cheating and I still beat them and I show them who's the boss. Like that's all, like that all, everything of that adds to it. Yes. And it's much more fun to follow, much more fun to be part of it. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, and they got two more rounds to go and they're going to Brookthorpe next, which is an oil track. So I guess, I guess everybody will be able to run that compound. So that should make for. Interesting stuff, man. Oh, I love it. Um, so, what's the last race? Is is there going to be a race at Nemo, or was there a race already there? I don't know, but I think that the Skidmore is allowed to be there for nationals. <laughs> I would imagine. And oh, and I, I don't. And this is not funny, but um, I hope it's okay. Oh, but yeah, Lewis yeah. Jones passed out on the. Lewis Jones is a fast. He's a good, very. He's a uh, young. He's not that young, but he's a a good racer in the he's, UK. He, he is younger than me, so he's probably is barely he? 18. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize he was so young. But he passed out yeah. on the driver's stand and hit his head in the 60-minute yeah. um, final. I believe they had, he had to go to the hospital. So yeah, I, yeah. I hope he's all and right. I, the, the worst thing I heard about it is they didn't even stop the main for that. Yeah, what? So, yeah, that's crazy too. Do you stop yeah, the main? To me, like, to me, like, if a martial or a driver passes out, it's like, hey, race is stopped. Yeah. And then we check what's going on and... Like, yeah, oh, I don't. Yeah. I didn't see the situation, but I mean, sounds a bit odd to not stop the race. Yeah, after his, something like that. his dad made a post saying that he's okay. So I, uh, I wish us yeah. go to the the Jones family and hope for a speedy recovery, man. I don't. Maybe maybe it was hot. You know, you're up there for sixty minutes. Yeah, 60 maybe minute just final. yeah, maybe just uh, yeah, heat exhaustion or just like didn't drink enough water or something like that. Something very simple and just like uh, uh, something that kind of happens once in a while for people. Yeah. So, hey, man, it, it is awesome. I kind of figured it out, like, and then I posted about it, and then, like, I just had people contacting me, telling me different things, and I was like, I love this yeah. stuff. Wow, it would be but great you know if what? you had that like, I wish, I wish I knew Italian, because the Italian national drama is, is it's crazy. Mm. Like, like, it's even better than the UK drama, but I don't know Italian, so I don't get, like, the, all the juicy stuff, so. I mean, but yeah, I've heard stuff like Barufula wasn't allowed to practice at Ongaro Ring or stuff like that really? for the Euros. Yeah, so I've heard Barufula? stuff like that. Obviously, like, I don't know the actual facts, but like, there's a, a, a lot of rivalry between everyone. And all the posts with Ongaro, like, uh, screw the haters and all that, 
Like, there's there's a lot of like drama between people in. He's Italy. making posts like that. I didn't realize that. Ungaro's dad, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. His he dad. A, yeah. Even even Davide made one post where he's like, "Screwed everyone. Me and my dad are a crew," and you know. That must have been like, after the marriage or something like that. Wow, I love Probably, it, man. Yeah, we, need a, time. we need a America definitely needs a national series, man. Definitely, um, so we can see this type of stuff unravel. I would love to see it on a world stage, like if if RCGP was able to get the top, all the top drivers. Oh, could you imagine? So awesome, so awesome. That's why we need series yeah. races, people. Drama. Action. Yeah, like imagine, imagine like when there's actual money on the line, mm-hmm. like how much the drama is then like because now it's just like glory on the line like glory. when it's money on the line like yeah it's um, oh my god i i'm dying to see it like oh, I'll be following the next two rounds. even 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 the first season of rcgp like was crazy and like imagine like ne- next time it happens yeah. there's all the big guys in there and like people are tar- like people are just getting out of covid and all that oh my god we're getting we're getting some juicy stuff from that series. Oh, I can't wait. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I'm getting <sighs> shivers up. <laughs> um all right. Uh yeah. Two more runs at Brookthorpe. I'm gonna have Barbarian there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be my fucking eyes and ears, so I'll know everything. Um he's the one who told me about it. And yeah, I love it. So now I'm pe- my interest is peaked. I'm gonna be following this and I can't wait mm-hmm. to see what the outcome is. Uh, Boots though Boots way, way off Boots hasn't won one yet man This is mm. That's saying yeah, that Boots, that's saying is, that Boots is starting off slow But I mean He's better every race I feel Yeah but that's saying Skidmore Johnny's number one UK driver right now That's the word I'm hearing Yeah so, that, They worked hard for it though so. mm-hmm. Alright Max I think it's time We go on To The Beach RC Did you have any other news Before I do that? No no more news. Um, lots of racing <laughs> coming up. Oh, quick, real quick. Lots of racing coming up. We got Wicked Weekend coming up very shortly. Uh, then we have mm-hmm. the 10-scale nationals. We have uh, eight sc- uh, on-road fuel nationals as well, which will be really good. That's in uh, California. That's a race I would love to go to. Um, yeah, and then I think after that in September, we got Southern Nats. And then I think even this month maybe or next month, the SRS team, Crew is going on to Clemson to do a Euro-style track, you know, from that Summer Sizzler race. So we got a lot of racing going on and just just racing, period, man. If you look on Facebook, like, all over Europe, everybody's racing. All over America, everybody's racing. Even Canada, up there in Ottawa, like, it's it's good to see people kind of getting back to normal some way and, and racing. And I just love it. And it's awesome for us. Awesome for us. All right. Time for... The Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com. The racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Thank you to Brent Densford from BeachRC for the continued support of the No Name RC podcast. He is our longest running sponsor. 
Beach RC is a brick and mortar hobby shop. They have everything you can want when it comes to RC. If you're in the Myrtle Beach area, go check them out. They have a badass track that you can go rent some cars and go drive one. They do have a great online shop. There is an affiliate link in the written description of this podcast. If you guys can go, show Beach RC some love, show us the podcast some love. So thank you to Brent. They're actually hosting the app, the the Friday night party at Wicked Weekend. So that should be good because Brent knows how to party. All righty then, Max. We have a few questions this week. Um, so let's get to them. Okay, so our first question is from Sean Alcorn. What's up, Tiny? Good to see you back racing and, and back to normal somewhat. Get well soon. Um, I know you had, uh, you got, you're suffering from, from pneumonia and stuff like that. But good to see you racing. Uh, he wants to know, how about Horizon and, NK, and AKA? Is Horizon doing good or bad for our hobby? Uh, yeah, the thing is, like, Horizon can do good. A lot of it, actually. But from what they've done until this point, it's it's it seems like it's mostly bad. Uh, so... Well, what's bad about it? it it's, like, not not, like taking account of everything like bad about it is like they just take more and more brands to get sort of mon- a monopoly of the market, but they don't really try to improve it in too many ways. Obviously they try some things and they make better stuff in some, some forms, forms, but a lot of times when they acquire a company, they just try to keep it alive somehow to make money. Uh, some companies it's different, but some companies it's, it's just like that. And I feel like as you said, like AK Proline, like one of those companies is gonna get hurt in this. It's gonna be maybe AK or maybe it's just Proline. So hard to say. If they do it, what what we discussed earlier, where AK is gonna be the racing side, and Proline is gonna be the basher sort of that side. I feel that would be the best compromise because AK doesn't have anything in sort of bashing. All of their stuff is racing. So well, yeah, I think that's that's the way that if they will do good, that's the way they will do it. If they just try to keep Proline and AK side by side, Proline is gonna ultimately overpower AKA, and uh, yeah, one is gonna get damaged. And if it's the other way around, where all the team guys are in AKA, and then it's gonna be best to keep Proline for the bashing, and AK for racing. And I I feel that's the best solution here. Okay, well. I think, I wonder if people, all right, so let's look at this from, let's take a step out of our racer bubble and look at it away from that. So Mm -hmm. in terms of bringing RC to the masses, Horizon is probably one of the companies that can do it. And they are doing it. I mean, look at the RTRs, look at all that stuff. It's it's getting in people's hands, armor's big, you know, all this type of stuff. That's the bashing side of things. The race side of things is so small, so minute. Mm -hmm. Now, is it bad for people because they're going to see these deals go away and that's what they're worried about? Like, maybe they're not going to get as big a deals. That that is That can be happened. That can happen a little bit in RC. I know a lot of people have a lot of things again. Like, for hobby shops, I think Horizon might be a little bad because you have to have, like, a minimum order and all this type of stuff. You know, you have a lot of hobby shops that have bad experience with, with, with Horizon, but they're a conglomerate. They're like Amazon. So, mm-hmm. it's like, they have the money to gobble up all these smaller companies. Maybe AKA was on the way out. Maybe it was like buy AKA now while we can, or it's gone. You know what I mean? So yeah. 
in in a sense like that, maybe they're rescuing some of these companies like that. Like maybe AK. Oh, they definitely are. Right, that's, you know what I mean. No doubt. Like what happened with Hobbyco, what happened with Durango slash Arma, like all of that was they kind of saved them. Right. So, but my point to that is yeah. that they are doing some good for the industry in that sense. <clears throat> they also are sponsoring a lot of races. They are putting a lot of effort into like uh, branding and getting RC cars in full scale events, like through the Losi Motorsports Tour thing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. People don't like them because they're a big, giant company and they can bully people around and send you like cease and desist letters and all that type of stuff. That mm-hmm. I don't like, but that's just, it's corporate. And I actually yeah, think RC it, can, the- I think actually RC can do from a little bit of corporate influence to to take the professional side of RC to actually be professional. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, that RC needs to be more professional. But I feel the issue with Horizon is more of that they try to just make a business and it's not about RC anymore. Mm-hmm. So they just trying to find the gaps where it's profitable. And in the end, that gap is going to hurt the basic RC hobbyist. Because the way to make the most money is to sell as many RTRs for people that don't really care about RC. They just want want to buy a car. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest and best way to make sort of quick money for Horizon. And that is going to keep for a little while if you can just have the branding right. So in the end, that's going to hurt the regular hobbyist who wants good cars, like not cheap cars, but good cars where the performance is actually good. They want like new stuff that is actually an improvement and not just a cheaper version that more people can afford to buy and bash and then throw in the trash when they're done with it. So but that's I feel, a big market. I feel, that's the market. That's the predominant big market. Yeah, and that's <laughs> the issue. Like when there's these big conglomerates, the RC sort of gets lost. It's only about money then. Mm-hmm. It's only about keeping the corporation alive. Well, you can't so, have the racing like side without that it, side form. So it's like, yeah. I wish yeah, they, like, I would like to companies see like Mugen and companies like Mugen and, and uh, like Associated still exist. I well, don't know how RTR good they're stuff doing. Too. Yeah, but that's rather well. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they do it a bit differently. Yeah. They do it with their own brand. They don't do it like trying to sell everything. Right. They um, they do it under their own brands and they they have a clear goal. I feel and that's well, that's. I'm gonna say this. I went to the nationals and I got to see how big the TLR camp was and everybody was happy. It doesn't seem like the it does seem like they're taking racing seriously. You know, I got to talk to Tran a little bit. Um, so we shall see what what would benefit yeah. if if we could see Horizon bring in some big sponsor big sponsors to some events or even yeah. adjusting to RC, then, then mm-hmm. I would say, all right, we're moving forward. Yeah. So oh, what I, what works. I would like from, what I would like from horizon, like what I feel would be the best for RC industry, not only RC racing, but industry is to take a clear stance in everything. Like Arma is already pretty good. I I'm pretty familiar with the brand and all what they're doing is, is pretty good. It's, I feel like they're going to pass tracks pretty soon. And I think that's like maybe not in America, but at least in Europe, I feel. No, they're big in America. It's getting there. Yeah. But Arma is great. They don't really need to change that. The racing side is now the issue because 
like now there's a first time for a long time there's a huge company with huge huge amount of resources so so what they could do is they could run an actual race team like actual like fend cavalry they run the same tires same engines like they are perfectly sort of in in sync like it's an actual team and they have like professional like Thomas Strand, he's a professional manager or team manager or whatever. Like they have a professional sort of looking atmosphere and they just build up their game. And I feel Horizon like I feel Horizon is gonna be the last company to try and join RCGP. Mm-hmm. I feel that it that that's what the what their attitude is like. And it actually like the best option for RC is to do the opposite. Like join RCGP and try to make that a bigger thing. Like because they what they want is everything. They want to own everything they do. You know. Yeah, I get that. Um, well, I mean, yeah. they put a so lot they, of money they into. need to do a lot of. Yeah. Into Joe's series next year, I believe. Um, yeah. Well, so, I mean, even if they do it through Joey's yeah. series, but they take action in improving RC any way they can, and not just try to remain there in the side sort right, of like right. trying to keep they should be some like car. they should be leading the chart they're the biggest company they have the most yeah yeah tlr see, yeah tlr should be the number one eight scale off-road company mm-hmm. by by far even like 10 scale off-road tlr should be by far the biggest and the best company when it comes to racing cars but they aren't because horizon doesn't care enough and if they cared enough they could be great i agree i agree with that yeah all right. Um, I knew that question was going to take a long time, so it was the first one. Yeah, it's right. a good question. I, I think I think it's a good good to discuss this because yep. Horizon has the chance to do good, and it's not like every time Horizon buys a company, it's like oh, one company down the drain. No, it's Horizon just needs to make the right decisions to make it best for the RC hobbyists and racers. Any anything that comes to RC, like they need to just be enforced to make the right decisions and not just like try to make money and, and forget about making RC good in the long run. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Actually, that's a point I want to kind of make her in my thought of my dawn and quiet segment. All right. Yeah. Chris Trudeau, one of my favorite scalar friends from up in the PNW, but he also races. He's threatening to race again. What's up, Chris? Can <laughs> Max or Joseph explain the difference in a wet or dry setup for 10 scale? I realize you, we like, you guys like 8 scale, but... I've heard other RC podcasts talk about racing on turf in both wet and dry. You don't hear about racing in questionable weather where there are actual puddles. Intense scale electric racing. Are they all running tracks as ESCs? He's just joking. And he says, I can't imagine most race ESCs holding up to water. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an awful question to ask me since we don't, ever race 10 scale in the rain and we barely just had a few astroturf tracks built in the last few years so yeah i would i would have no clue to that i i would imagine like the electronics would last up pretty well even even well depends if it's like raining hard then show no. up enough to where yeah like you, get yeah there. you just you just tape it together like the sides and then put a little tape in the front so yeah. it doesn't like build uh, like dig water through there so I feel I feel that would be enough. Like if if it's raining really hard, like ten scale, you can't really run it. I feel, but eight scale, even if it's raining like crazy hard, you can still run it quite quite well, especially on AstroTurf. Like AstroTurf is 
Like I've even run eight scale cars when it's like 30 degrees, like minus 30 degrees. And like it's snow and ice. Really? And eight scale cars really can, you can run them almost anywhere. Just you need to cover it so that the engine doesn't swallow up a whole lot of water and the radios, radio uh, box stays clear. Yeah, but the Astro gets slippery when it's wet too. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, setup, setup wise, it would just be to make your car very predictable and like very sort of numb, but so so that you have rather have steering than rear end. I feel yeah. the two wheel drive obviously more rather rear end than steering, but for eight scale and well four wheel drive ten scale, you would just want to have the car go where you want to uh, direct it to because you have to avoid the puddles. You have to avoid the like you have to be sort of able to be in control of the car, even though there's lots of water or, or mud on it. Sweet. Thank you, Chris, for the question. <clears throat> Chris Mullins, can you explain how exhaust manifold length affects engine performance? Thank you. I think longer it is, the more top end you have, and the shorter it is, the more low end you have. I'd be wrong. I really can't remember how it worked. I... <laughs> Again, I JQ probably would know better this one because I like when I was running reds, it was S like it was S M L, you know? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like length. But I think it was like OS, small, medium, or large, long. Yeah, but I mean because I think that what difference with those was was thickness, not the length. But I can't I don't thickness. know. Yeah. I I don't know. Oh, Max, I, think I don't really extended, know how, how that could be. I think they extended I'm tr I'm trying to dig back to when I was yeah. when we ran. And there's also like the shape was different, so yeah, the shape was but different I, too. I think that makes yeah. a difference as well. It's it's hard to say, but can't remember which way it was. But generally, when you change them, uh, I'd say in reds when you had the small one on, you would have a, a sort of a smoother bottom end, and then the top end would be sort of a bit stale. When you had the bigger one, it would have a lot of torque in the bottom. And then you would have uh, the top end would be, I don't know. I, I think the top end doesn't really change that much with that. I would, I would imagine uh, a longer one would be better for top end, but I can't be like most, most noticeable difference was the torque by far. Yeah. I'm going to have to ask JQ that question next week too. He's, yeah. He's the engine it's, guru. It's a, I mean, yeah. But the thing is, the thing is like with ex, like exhaust manifolds, very rarely have I liked other ones when I tried them. It's like if I run the same conditions, I mostly always run the same pipe and same manifold. If I go to like extreme conditions, then I then I'd have to change. But it's always, especially with OS engines, it's the TBO2, which is the old uh, zero uh, two zero ninety, and uh, then like. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much the only pipe you need to run. Even with Red's engines, the OS pipe was better. Okay. So, uh, well, I'll I'll try and find out for you, Chris. I'll ask Joseph. I can't remember; it's been so long. Um, it's something that I don't even know if people mess around with too much anymore. You know what I mean? I think they just change whole pipes yeah. and all that stuff. Like Red's. Yeah, I, think I I feel I feel like for OS, always the seventy five has been the best with the uh, TBO three or what they used to be the uh 2100 that with that pipe the uh the longer one the 85 i believe is a bit better i think 84 80 or 85 but for the uh, tb02 for that pipe the the 
75 is the best. And every time I try something else, it just gets worse. So Sweet. All I've right. sort of given up trying those. <laughs> All right. GF Rami, what's up, G-Spec? How you doing, man? I saw you at racing this past weekend, or was it last week? How are you doing? He wants to know, how important are track walks, and what do you look for when walking a track? Yeah, actually, this is a great, great, uh, great question, because I, when, I, when I was really young, I used to always do a track walk because my dad told me, and uh, I really believe it helped a lot. I... I believe it, it gave me a good sort of understanding of how to look at the track when you're walking through it. And nowadays to do track walks way too, like not, not way too seldom really. Like I should do them more often. Uh, some track, some days I just don't do a track walk at, at all. And that's not good. You should always, always have a full track walk. But what I do these days is when I'm driving uh, and I feel a spot where I'm, kind of hitting a bump every now and then and i don't really know where that bump is so let's say there's like a a double jump and my car just jumps weird from it and i can't really find a line to it and i feel my driving isn't good on it i just go to look at the jump and like see like what's the flattest point of the jump and just try to make a line that would be easier to do air lap after lap and seeing like what that could that line be and then trying it going back to drivers and trying it and a lot of the times tracks have sort of these blind spots or spots that you the pipe looks to be a lot closer or even vice versa like a lot further away than it really is so stuff like that you sort of see like let's say there's a chicane you can see that oh if i come over here i can get a straight line out of the chicane so like you just go there like think of being the car and like try to get rid of all the visual like illusions that come from being so far away from the car and all that like it's you really have to it's every everyone has to like sort of think it from themselves because it's like there's everyone has a way they feel the car is going around the track you know like they have a sort a certain understanding for themselves like how the car is going what is it doing right now and the same goes for when you're doing the track walk. You have to apply what you see there to what you then use on the driver's stand. And you have to sort of find a way to best memorize what you thought of. But generally, just trying to think of yourself as the car and what would be the most clean line of bumps and most like the line with the best grip or best uh, line over the jump or whatever, stuff like that. Best line on the chicane or the hip jump or yeah, and it's, it's always like when you're having difficulty with any corner, you just go look if there's any bumps there you, you can avoid. And yeah, just, yeah, every time, like most, the best way to do it is though, like just walk the track. Yeah. Like first thing in the morning, walk the track. And then when there's a break during the day, walk the track. Oh, uh, you see. And if you can, even walk it before the main. Oh, uh, as soon as those guys, like those pro guys are always walking the track. Always, throughout the week, yeah. the whole day. You know what I mean? So... It's definitely important. Definitely important. Great question, though. Great question, G-Spec. Yeah. Ben- Benjamin James, I was watching the Olympic BMX freestyle competition. It got me thinking, what do you think of a freestyle competition for RC? It could bridge the basher and competitive sides of RC. I've been saying this for a while. I would like to see some freestyle RC. Like, I wonder if we can do it. Could we go to, like, a pool and actually go up, turn, come back down, or go on half pipes? Could we put a car on a, on a half pipe and actually do... Do like where it- you can do anything really you want with an RC car, yeah. and the, 
that's actually like now I've I've never actually thought of this before, but RC doesn't have any, any sort freestyle. of freestyle clause. No, like drifting is the closest to any freestyle, but it's then it's even like drifting. It's nothing to do with freestyle really. So RC just lacks a freestyle class. So and especially with like the new bashers that have come around, mm-hmm. you could do crazy stuff with them. I actually think so. The ramps would have yeah. to be like not straight like that. You know what I mean? They don't have to actually have to have yeah. like at the very end, like the lip would have to just come back a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? I know this is weird, yeah. but just so the car yeah. doesn't maybe but... go sh- straight up and land like that. It like come goes up, you can float it and come down, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I think but it would I mean, be freaking you awesome. Do, you can do whatever with it. And freestyle RC would actually pretty be pretty cool yeah so i mean yeah i'm i i would like to see it that's i've been thinking about that for a minute like what what it would be great so great question benjamin you would have a sort of really light cars with really big tires i feel like tires that have a lot of like expansion Mm -hmm. so you can really steer the car in the air and like i believe you could do like 360 backflips and stuff like that like especially off of half pipes but then if you had like you would have sort of like a skate course for but for RC. And there yeah. would be like a huge like jump in the middle and then in the ends there'll be half pipes and, and stuff like that and stuff you could do front flips on. Sort of like monster jam really. Yeah, yeah. But like for RC you could make it a lot cooler. Yeah. A lot cooler. They're doing it in uh in Monster Truck though. You I, I watched I think it's RC yeah. Amigos or something on YouTube, maybe, or I think that's them. And they do it like um you know how Monster Truck Studios backflips, but they do it with like sound effects. It looks so cool. Yeah. So maybe Monster Trucks is that, you know, but then Monster Trucks would be hard to control. They they need to be, yeah, you need to have sort of like freestyle cars. So probably like, probably something looking like Like full drive 10 scale with bigger tires, something like that. Mini Truggy. Mini Truggy, yeah. Yeah. Mini Truggy could be like the class where you start making. So the freestyle cars, you meet really short uh, oh. drivetrain, a really short like wheelbase, mm. and have really wide car. Oh, well, you not can too see, wide, but like oh, a bit wide. I can see a whole genre coming out of that. Like guys are super like modified mm-hmm. cars for this. Like arrow, arrow will be important too. You know, you want to have cars. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. RCX. There we go. RC Extreme. Yeah. All right. Justin Huglin, what's up, Cusco? Who's ready for the Cheyenne showdown? We have the number one, the People's Champion Co. Ogden, Tebow, and the Racecraft crew going there. It's going to be sweet. Yeah, that race is up in Wyoming. I've been following it for the last few years. It seems to got a good following. It's a great track. Um, yeah, I think it's this weekend. So next weekend, I don't know. Wouldn't be next weekend. Next weekend is I don't, I'm, I don't even know what weekend it is. I don't know. But it should be good, man. It should be good. I hope they have some um, video from it. I like to see. So good luck to Cole. Uh, he needs a win, but he needs a win before the other guys there. Uh, and Tebow needs a yeah. win too before the other guys there. What's up, Jimmy Deprez? My the ABQ Al- Albuquerque crew, J- JQ crew. Information about the development of the progressive springs for JQ. Yeah, uh, Jimmy was asking about these springs the other day. Do you know anything about them, uh, Max? Yeah, I mean, I believe this question was supposed to be for JQ, but uh, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, they aren't really, I don't know if they are progressive or dual rate, because he had dual rate springs at some point. Those are progressive, so these are. Yeah, maybe these are different, but 
if he, if it's the same he had last last summer already, it's the dual rate springs, which is like two different rates. And uh, yeah, the concept is really cool. I haven't tried them. I think a few guys tried them when Joseph let them let them try them on their cars, and they, everyone seems to like them. It's it seems to be all right. And uh, I the concept is really cool, and I I think it's a, a concept that works. So, I, I yeah can't can't comment on if there's any development on them. But that's I what think I I'll know. have Joseph on next week, so I'll remember to ask him. Yeah. Jimmy, remind me, Jimmy, remind me, please. And shout out to all the Albu- uh, Albuquerque crew there, cool people. I miss them so much. Um, Chris Boyda, what's up, Gator man? Okay, he goes Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul. Oh, who's gonna win? Who? Tyrone Woodley versus Jake Paul. Who's going to win? Who's Tyrone Woodley? He's like a former UFC champion. I think Tyrone Woodley's going to kick his ass. Jake Paul's like a yeah. YouTube social media guy that he beat. I think he Oh, fought, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know Jake Paul. He's, yeah. uh, he's a professional idiot. <laughs> there you go. Um, he goes, oh, wait, <laughs> RC questions. In that case, I know, uh, I know not much is not known about it, but is US, USRC just an RCGP duplicate? Or do you think they can really? Are they really planning to oppose Raw? Do you think they understand that the, that encompasses replacing Raw, like collaborating with Efra for the worlds? Either way, I'm excited for the new concept and former former information. Well, I had Rob Isaacs on her last year sometime, and we talked a bit about it. I think USRC started out as just a a series. It's a series, and it started in the Region Two area of the East Coast, and they're expanding a little bit. They were in South Dakota, somewhere. And now they're going to um, Sun City RC Raceway, and you know this is the this is uh, the one this series that Lutz is attached to, because uh, Rob yeah. Isaacs is the WC WRC team manager. Um, are they are they a duplicate of RCGP? No, because I think that they're, they're doing like RCGP. No. There's no other thing like RCGP. Like people have to understand. Yeah, and RCGP the thing is, is like you. Yeah, like. To do what RCGP did, it's not really possible without a, a humongous budget or having like worldwide races, really. Yeah, and a humongous budget knowing really. that you're not going to make your money back. Um, yeah, so yeah, pretty much. He wants to know, do you think they understand what encompasses replacing what? I don't know, really. I mean, I don't. I, is is US USRC? It's is it is it different than Joey's thing? Yeah, yeah. This has been around what for a while. It, I haven't even heard about. It's this. been around for. It's a very small series, um, in Region Two yeah. area. Uh, yeah, it could be could be a good idea. I haven't heard like the specifics of it, mm-hmm. but the thing is, it's you really need a lot of uh, traction behind you to get something like big like that going. Right. Like so, even if Joey's series is gets big. Like well, even then, Roar could just say we don't really care. Yeah, I think a lot of people are confused that they think RCGP is a governing body, and it's not. It's a media company that puts on a race. Yeah, uh, it's not a governing yeah. body. Yeah, they just make their much. own rules and have their own rules and put people in position for that. Can US? Yeah. US? Okay. So I was all about replacing Roar. I I think that's wrong because you need to keep it. It's like it's so hard to break into that elite elitist group with Afra and Ifmar and all that stuff that even if you made a better federation, you still wouldn't get invited into Ifmar or whatnot. What I think we need to do is yeah. fix Roar. I don't... Afra, Ifmar, Roar, they don't want to collaborate with anybody that's going to hurt with their money. 
Simple as that. Yeah. So they are not going to collaborate with USRC. I don't we see that. I think USR, USRC can be a great uh, US series race, national series, if they put it together. Mm-hmm. But I still think the Royal Nationals is going to still be what gets you to a world and all that type of stuff. And until you replace that or get people in there to get those elitists out of there, get that old guard out of there, nothing's going to change. But what you can do is speak with paying your dues. And then this is this is a rant that I have. I don't know if I'm going to rant on it today. But um, Offroad basically needs to stop paying the bills for every other class in racing when it comes to these federations. And because Offroad yeah. gets the biggest numbers. And this is no slight. This is no slight or anything on Onroad. I understand that it's uh, it's it's hard. Like like the Onroad Nationals were just this weekend. They, they had two people in one class. Two people. Two people. <laughs> two people, dude. Then they had another class of four. In a country of 300 and whatever million... Yeah. Two people is not. So not these people. races, wow, that's some guy in a Honda Cub out there revving it up. Loud. I don't know. I can't say what USRC is going to. I don't know the inner workings or who they have behind them for doing things and whatnot like mm-hmm. that. So we'll just have to see. We'll just have to see what happens. I can't really comment on that because I don't. I've never been to one of their races. Um. They've explained it to me, but, you know, I will actually have to go to the race and check it out. But they're, they're positive about doing things and they're expanding. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Mike Driscoll. What's up, Welsh? These are from Wales. Um, here's five for you. He has five questions. Where's is JQ's review of the 10 scale car? I don't know. You'd have to ask JQ. I heard I am. I heard I am old video that Max was designing Truggy. What happened with that? Well, he left JQ Racing, and I think that just didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, we had the Chuggy designed, and everything was pretty much, like, set, like, what would we need for it to make it, and I guess it was just, like... It was a lot of uh, stuff, too. It was a lot of stuff we would have to do, and at the time, uh, Joseph wasn't really into it, and Chuggy isn't that big of a market. Like, it, it could have sold, but it wouldn't be, like worth really the time and all that would that would have actually gone by joseph uh but yeah i i designed the truggy like it was only like i designed some arms and then like a longer chassis and like something minor so it's not like a new car but just yeah. like the basic stuff yeah i i was in that 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 whatsapp chat and i was like i think like gear in and all that it's just it's it's not just easy as oh let's put it's just not as easy as let's put longer arms and bigger shocks and a longer chassis it's not that easy yeah well you yeah you need long you don't really need bigger shocks even for jq you did but for associated they run yeah like for associated they run the same shocks for in both truggy and and buggy but um yeah how do how do i say nicely i'd say the truggies these days is pretty much arms drive shafts and then the gearing yeah Obviously, you need to make a tank. You need to make the arms, and that's a huge expense because if you have to make the molds, so that's the gearing is easy to do. The drive shafts and uh, all that is easy to do. The, the shock towers. The hard part to do is is really the arms and the, uh, the tank because you have to make a new mold for it, and it's it's like almost half a, half a year to a year of work to get the truggy out. So I think that's what like JQ would have had to put a lot more effort into it. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much like my project with some, like from UK guys and some in America. So yeah. it's not like it was 
uh, a huge, huge uh, goal anyway to yeah. make. I mean, I still have the arms. Uh, um, who was it? I think Josh 3D Josh printed them, yeah. to me. 3D printed arms. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. When JQ runs e-bug, excuse me. When he runs e-buggy, what does he run? Uh, LRP. When is Lefty the Great returning to racing? Next year, hopefully. Uh, are Man City signing Kane and Graylish? Uh, they just signed Graylish 100 million pawns, and I'm hearing Messi is going from Barca, Barca and probably headed to City. What? Yeah. So, For real? Yeah. That's uh, like that's like 20 years or something crazy yeah. that he's been in Barca. I just know City's going to be dominant next year. It doesn't matter. So um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Great questions, Mike. Great questions. Charlie Mack. We are on the downside of 2021 racing season. Which events or series of finales or series finales are racers looking forward to? Um, AMS, because I think it's going to be big. It's going to be like the last really big indoor mm. race of the year, and I know everybody's going to go there. Southern Nats is interesting to me in September. Wicked Weekend coming up, and 10 scale nationals for me. I think, and I don't know what's and buggy land in Europe. Yeah, that's for me. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. I, I can't. <laughs> I don't have any other rebuttals. Is Horizon raising prices due to import fee or manufacturing costs? I think probably both. Um, probably both. Uh, the tariffs definitely hurt RC coming from China because most stuff comes from China. So the US US customers, the tariffs definitely hurt it. Uh, for Europe, the customs like thing also change as well. So for Europe, that's a bit of it, but most of it is there's manufacturing cost. Materials are much more expensive due to COVID, lack of lack of materials. So a lot of like basic stuff, uh, like made from aluminum, could be much more, uh, much much uh, much more expensive because of the fact that the material just costs more now. Uh, I, I can't. I don't know what the specifics are, but electronic components, uh, for sure, are really in like in like very like they don't have it. Right. <laughs> All the electronic components are pretty much done. Like yeah, that's why we don't have a PS5 either right now. You can't get PS5s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. so yeah, microchip and the semiconductors, all that type of stuff. It's just uh, those are not available uh, always. So. That's what's making like manufacturing cost more, and and uh, you need to find China, new suppliers. Asia isn't that cheap anymore, man. So I'm hearing a lot of manufacturing. Yeah, I think that's true, but I mean, moving yeah. to India, East. But a lot Europe, of lot of RC is stuff. a lot of RC stuff is already in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, not China anymore, really. Well, yeah. Some some guys gonna say Taiwan is China, but I I disagree with that. Uh, and uh, for for if RC manufacturing goes to India, yeah, I can't see competing with Chinese and Taiwanese manufacturers like straight out the gate. And uh, like Chinese are trying to infiltrate Africa, so I can't really see RC going there. So I'd say just prices will continue to increase a bit by bit unless we get rid of COVID really soon and the economy picks up or something. But China is going to be, China and Taiwan is going to be the main developer of RC cars for a while. There's no doubt about it. Horizon, aka full merge intimate. Yes, I agree. That's going to happen. With pro, with and third question, with Proline and aka not on the horizon, Jcon is the last major standalone tire company. Who has the reach? Well, hot, hot, well, hot, hot he says, who has the reach 
and selection to challenge Jaycon and make a run in the West. Panther, Hot Race, Jetco, Lugs, etc. Um, I definitely think Hot Race. I think people are sleeping on them. Mm-hmm. They're getting bigger. Lugs is in Canada. I'm sorry, in California too, up NorCal. Maybe they can make a, you know, a splash over there. Um, hold on. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, like. All these sort of smaller tire companies, they need a lot of time, a lot of results before people take them seriously. So, like, it's going to be years before any of these smaller brands can challenge J-Concepts. Yeah. I think, uh, <coughs> oh, yeah, we, we, I think uh, with Drake on the West Coast, it's going to help J-Con a lot. I actually think he's probably going to have a job yeah. doing that eventually. So we shall see. We shall see. Connie Swenson, House of RC. He said, I stole this from a different thread. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. He made me cough too, Max. He wants us to go through all the Formula One drivers and compare them with RC drivers. I don't think we can go through all of them, but we'll go through the main ones. Who is the Lewis Hamilton of RC? We don't have any any off-color pros in RC, so I don't know. Um, uh, (laughs) I'd say Cav is Michael Schumacher. uh, Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the Hamilton of of our of our? Who's the Hamilton in RC? We don't really have one. Everyone is too white. I. Um. Well, let's talk about his skill and his abilities in him. Let's let's forget. Yeah, but like color. even then, there's no one like him, like of his character, sort of. Yeah, I don't think so. Driving like, off, style, like the way he is, like driving style, even. Yeah, you could always find someone who's really talented. But even then, like, there's none of, like, his character because he's, like, sort of flamboyant but still, like, tries to play it humble. Yeah. And, like, I can't see of any RC guy like that. All right. So let's say who's Verstappen? Verstappen is... um, That's a bit hard because, like, I'm kind of tempted to say Ongaro... But then again, like Verstappen is much more aggressive than him. So, yeah, that's that's a really difficult one. I I really can't say. All right, Alonso is easy. Badier, yeah, Badier and Alonso. Both are really similar. Bottas. Bottas is probably who sort of like they don't really have, like sort of like Bottas style driver in RC. I feel. At least none of that like that comes up really. Perez. Perez. Uh, Perez. It's really hard. Yeah, I, 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 I'm struggling to find. <clears throat> All right, how about Leclerc? That's on Ongaro, I feel. Okay. Because uh, he's like super fast. <laughs> like, but but then again, like Ongaro has already won. Leclerc hasn't really won anything yet. But I feel like they are both like ridiculously fast, and then they make small mistakes once in a while. So I feel those are pretty similar, Leclerc and Ongaro. Uh, Saints, I would have to say Kanas has a fit in her somewhere. He's super wild. Maybe Kanas is like Verstappen. No, Barufalo yeah, is Verstappen. Like, yeah, but Barufalo isn't dominant enough, I feel. Like, well, because Verstappen, Verstappen is so, like, doesn't so dominate fast. if he either wins or he is out of the race. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Barufalo would be probably the closest to Verstappen. I don't know. That's a hard match. But question. he's not a full match. That's a hard yeah, question. that's really hard. Good question, though. Great question. Let's let's try to figure out a really good one, like a good fit. Mm-hmm. Like a really sort of... Uh, Speaking of, of that, uh, Valentino Rossi uh, 
Retire is retiring after this year. It was announced today. Yeah, yeah, a bit sad. I feel last year he was still doing okay. Towards the end of the year, he sort of dropped off a bit, and this year has been pretty bad for him. So it's a really sad moment. I mean, I feel he still had a few good races in him. I just, yeah, just he tired. just can't figure it out. I don't know. We'd have to sit yeah. down and think about that question. But great question, Connie. Mike Driscoll, another one. Yeah. Quagrain Live, episode 10. This guy's watching every back, everything from the past. 10? That's like, that's like way, Four way years back. ago. Three years ago. JQ said he had designed 10 scale cars. Will these see the light of day through Mayako? Anything's possible. It depends on how Mayako works. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have a few uh, Instagram questions. My boy, Hyperfox 2.1. He's so savage. Is cold washed up? He should join Crybaby Racing. Jesus, this guy is sad. Cole Ogden? Yeah. Um, I don't think he's yeah. washed up. <laughs> I don't think he's I don't think Cole's washed up. I think he just I think at some no, point he's definitely not washed up. It, it's gonna he's, have to click or it's be, not. That's it. Yeah. He's a bit he's a bit sort of uh fragile yeah. mentally, I feel. Yeah, so that, that's not a that's his biggest that, weakness. Yeah, because he blows out, he he gets fried and he blows out. It's either yeah, he's he either always click. The start of the main and yeah. then he has to catch up everyone. And he finished like fourth yeah. and he had really good lap times and everything. He just need to get this like sort of head to, together in mm-hmm. the main. Don't get that's his issue. His crack. issue isn't car. His issue yeah. isn't nothing else. His issue is his head. Yeah, and yeah, if he can get it to click, then he's gonna he's gonna kill guys. So um, yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get it. It's like either does or don't. You know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. All right. E, what's up, Everett? How you doing? Are you coming to Cody's bachelor party race? I don't think so. P- ticket prices are expensive. That's probably why I'm not going to Wicked Weekend. It's like a thousand and two hundred dollars. Like thousand? Wow. Yeah. To go to, to to fly here. I was like, to Florida. No, I was gonna go to, to Charlotte. Florida? Um Ca- California's Nobody little bit even still it's it's goes. Yeah, it's, California's it's goes, actually so. cheaper. It was like six something, but I still want to get back over the. If I'm wow. going to go to that, I'm going to try and stay in America for a few more races. But I don't. I don't think I'm going to happen. But you guys will have fun. I'm sure they have like a bachelor party race for uh, Cody at CTRC. Uh, checkered past five oh three. What should a new? Uh, this is a great question. What should a new person to RC racing be focused on? Lap times, tuning, car prep, driving, etc. I hear you talk about wanting to increase people in racing, but if you were to break down the steps. A progression of where they should place their attention in what order. And and 10 scale versus 8 scale. Just, FYI, Joseph actually has a course coming out with this. Like, from finding out about RC right up to becoming a pro. I don't know much about it, but that's what he's been busy doing. But that's a good question. Yeah. I would focus if... All right, so let's get one thing off. Would you get? Would you go 10 scale or 8 scale? I, I say it depends on if where... If you're you, starting off... If yeah. you're starting off, depends on the area, but preferably 10 scale. Really? Yeah, <coughs> much cheaper, much easier. Like you get to the driving, and okay. then then you should sh- shortly then pick up eight scale. Obviously, like eight scale should be always in. Like you at least drive it. I feel right. You can skip ten scale and be a good uh, professional at some point. I think the next thing that you need to focus on is uh, wrenching. Learn how to wrench. Don't worry about setup. Learn how to wrench properly and make sure your yeah. car is working properly. Um, that's most important. And lap times, yes, but really when you're beginning, you just you want to go out there and, and and get a feel. 
you want to go out there and and learn. You need you know you gotta you gotta get your hand eye coordination going. You gotta get um your, your depth perception, all that stuff in tune, and just learn how to get around that. I think you really like. Don't even worry about setup. Don't worry about tires. Don't worry about nothing. Obviously, get the tires that are good for your track and a nice little basic setup on your car. But get out there and just learn how the car reacts to different things and how you can take this jump. And you need to get out there and just drive, I think. Then you can, mm-hmm. then once you get that done, and you can say you can do five minutes without crashing, then you mm-hmm. can start focusing on little things like, hey, I want to touch this, I want to do this, and see if your lap times come down. But in the beginning, I would say pick a pick a class that is popular at your track, that's inexpensive for you. Get proper proper equipment, learn how to wrench on it, and proper tools, all that type of stuff. All that like spend the money and get proper tools because that's one thing's gonna last you for a long time. Get to that track, find the tires that work, practice, 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 practice. Then and st- and you know what stick. With one class, stick mm-hmm. with one. Now, if you're gonna if if you're gonna race ten scale one at one track and then the other tracks eight scale, I can understand that. But if you're at a track and it's like, oh, you want to run stadium truck, you want to run four wheel drive, you want to run this, stick to one class for at least a year, so you learn that mm-hmm. uh, sufficiently, and then just. Just be a open, be a sponge. Absorb much as much information as you can, um, and just and learn. Like there's so there's so much information out there nowadays on the online. You know, we give out information. Joseph does a good job. You do a great job of your videos. There's so much information out there. It's so easy nowadays to to get into RC and get better at it than it was back in the day. And just and you know what? Yeah. Have fucking fun. Don't take this shit. We take it seriously, but this is like my job. And this is like you've done this almost to a professional level yourself. Have fun. Like make friends. That's what it's about too. Go into the track, meeting people that are into what you like. And then you enjoy your RC experience so much more if you do that. And you'll learn so much more. Don't worry about I need to be sponsored. I need to be this. I need to do that. Learn how to wrench in your car. Keep your pit looking good. Make sure your car is not fucked. Like, and somebody has to unfuck it. And yeah, just go out there and hit the track and make and do laps, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, I, I, you went uh, a bit uh, more vague. I, I sort of thought of in my head a good plan for someone who wants to become a good racer. So. If you, you're planning like, hey, I know I want to be RC racer, I feel the best way to go about it is get a tool drive 10 scale. Uh, if you don't have a track nearby, then yeah, obviously have to choose another class, preferably then 8 scale electric. But then the best way, the best class to start with is tool drive 10 scale. Get like the proper electronics, get proper stuff in there, go to the track, and like the first thing you need to do is ask like the if you have a pro guy there or have like a a fast guys there ask like, Hey, what are you usually running? What's like the best overall tire for this track? And then they say this one, like you don't need the tire they're running just at that time because they find it a bit better today. But like you need to find the tire that works the best. Most of the time, find that tire and then just use those tires. 
start driving like and never start looking at the lap times until you can do a five minute run so like start driving start understanding like hey hey i need to make the diff this often so i keep it proper i need to make the shocks this often and always like when you start racing go for a very basic setup don't go for something too crazy go for a car that's easy to drive go for a car that's very sort of linear and in balance don't go for like the top guy setups immediately try to find sort of like a balanced setup and then like when you have the wrenching under control you're getting your five minute runs here and there like without crashes you you're running a very basic setup you're running the basic tires then when you are comfortable with everything you can run those five minute runs without crashing you start picking up the speed and every time you make a crash you take a little bit back and next run you're going to do a little slower then when you can do that without crashing then you pick up the speed again and that way is like that attitude is the best for RC. When you can pick up the speed, run the very basic setup. Don't go, don't do anything crazy. You run even the box setup, just that the car feels okay. You have the sort of the very basic tires. You don't have the fastest tires every day. You need to have the tires that are consistent over all conditions and sort of like work on every scenario. And then when you see that you can, you you're sort of like stuck. So you you have your maximum speed. You can't really improve. And uh, you're feeling comfortable, you can do the five-minute runs. Then you start to try set up things. You try, you raise the link a bit. You say, okay, this does this. You memorize it. You write it down. Whatever. But you start to learn what you when what you do on the car, uh, setup wise, what it does on track. So try try to have a connection with the car that way in setup. And then you start to learn a lot more about how the car goes around the track and how you control it. And like every time you do this, you need to think like a lot of people just try everything because they're like, oh, I, this guy tried this and he's much faster. No, you keep your same thing. If you're not fast enough, then that's okay. You're having fun this day. The next day, day you go out to practice and test stuff. You start to test everything. And you, you always, when you try something, you think about it before you think about it afterwards and you write it down this way. It's like, you don't waste time. You take the most out of everything you do and you actually try to understand what's happening. And I think that's the biggest thing about improving in RC and improving in anything in life, really. I would like to add something to that. I know a lot of people say, oh, we go to races and races intimidate us and stuff like that. Well, yeah, as racers, we need to go up and, and talk to people and, and make them feel comfortable as well when they come to tracks. But also, don't be scared to go ask questions. People will understand that you're new. Yeah. And, like, some people are like, oh, nobody talked to me. Like, you're kind of coming into that guy's territory. You know, I mean, a good guy will come up and say, hey, what's up? And all this stuff. Don't be afraid to go. Don't be afraid to look like a newbie. Like, you know what I mean? This is, yeah. you've got many years of experience. They can save you a lot of, a lot of term, like a lot of hard yeah. work. And one, one good thing to know is, Never ask like a, a fast racer or a pro, like, hey, what are you running? Ask them always like, hey, what do you think I should run? Yeah. Because they most likely know much better. Like, for example, a lot of times people come to me and ask like, hey, how much toe are you running or what kind of tires are you running? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I run one or two degrees toe in and I run these like small pin tires. And the tires I know are really aggressive and the toe in makes the rear end really slippery. So I'm like, hey, like, this is not going to be good for you. It works for me because I can really control the car and I can get more speed with this. But for you, you're struggling to keep it on the track. 
you probably should go with more towing in the rear. Go with some like bigger pin tires that are really like sort of balanced. They don't have that aggressiveness in them. So like always ask like, hey, what do you think I should run? And be like, hey, I'm running this. Like I always say like, hey, I'm running this, but you should run this mm -hmm. because of something, whatever the reason then is. Because I feel for a lot of people, they go way too soon into trying to find the fastest mm -hmm. setup before they even can do the consistent stuff. Because consistency in your driving is way more important than speed mm -hmm. until a certain point, obviously. Yep. But it's, it's, a, uh, it's a much better building ground than just being super fast one lap and no way to do a five-minute run. Sweet. I think that's all of our questions. We had some good questions this week. Very good questions. Yeah, we went uh, long in the questions. Yeah, I appreciate that, though. I mean, but they were good questions, so we kind of had to go long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for a reason we did. Thank so. you, everybody. Really great questions this week. Got us thinking, too. Um, thank you to BTRC for their support. Remember, guys, the affiliate link is in this uh, written description of this podcast. If you guys can click on that, buy something from them. Helps us out a lot. You know what, Max? It's time to go on to the main interview with Ricky, Pretty Ricky Barton. And we'll be back for the SCRC Don and Quiet. And then that's it, I think, for this week. So, hey, thank you, Ricardo Barton and Techno RC for bringing us the main interview. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. Joining me this week is... I would like to say he is the current European champion. He won it back in 2019, so he is the current uh, reigning European champion. Uh, all the way from Italy, joining me this week is uh, 2019 European champion and Infinity driver, Ricardo Barton. I can't say it like Joseph says it. I can't roll the R, but uh, welcome, Ricardo. How are you? Fine. Hi, everybody. I am good. I am good. Thanks. Thanks. It's all, all It's okay. Okay, um, so you're in Italy. What part of Italy are you from, uh, Ricardo? I am uh, more next to Milan Malpensa. Mm -hmm. So I am like uh, 30 kilometers from the center of Milan, so in the north of Italy. Okay, so what is your hometown famous for? Anything? Nah, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, I think. But uh, yeah, it's. It, I'm just really close to the airport that's uh, that's a good uh but yeah my hometown uh, is not uh, is nothing honest just that is near milan that's the only good thing that uh, yet so i take it you go to milan quite a lot it's not that far away 30 kilometers like 20 miles away 25 miles yeah exactly yeah exactly all right cool all right man how old are you uh, i am 22 okay so you this year. all right when was when's your birthday yeah, it's uh, 20 of May. Ah, okay, so you just went 22. Happy belated birthday to you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I did meet you a couple years ago at Silver State, I believe, and I said, hey, we got to get you on the podcast, and that just never happened. You were still running Kyosho at the time. You went on that year to win the 2019 Euros at Angaro, the Angaro Ring, and probably one of the best 
45 minute finals I've ever seen uh, in racing. So if you guys haven't seen that, you should go check it out on RC Racing TV. And um, yeah, you then you switched over to Infinity. I think it was near the end of 2019. And then obviously 2020, no racing in Europe, very slow. Uh, but did you, yeah. you didn't, you went to Montpellier in 2020, did you? Yeah, yeah, we had we had um, a problem, but uh, we went. That, that was more or less the only race that we raced in twenty twenty. If I don't remember, but we raced some uh, Italy. In, we raced some races in Italy, but yeah, until the Portugal race was the oh, was the last one. Yeah, at, at the IBC race here uh, a few weeks ago that we talked about. All right, uh, I like to ask everybody how they got started. So, how did this all start for you, dude? <laughs> I started with my father. That was the first one that uh, they bought uh, RC cars. He raced uh, for some years, for some years, like I think uh, ten or fifteen years, more or less. Mm-hmm. And um, then we, um, I like I like the car. I like to go to the track and do things like that. So later, I started to to race around. I think I was around like eight, eight or nine years old. And uh, yeah, for the first years, I didn't race too much until I was uh, more or less 12, mm-hmm. then 13. Then were when they opened the uh, IBR Padova, we could race uh, for, the whole, for the whole year. So from when I was like 12, 13 years old, I started to race more and more. So yeah, the first one was my father that, that later became my, my mechanic. Uh, what class did your dad run? Uh, eight scale, nitro? Yeah, the same one. Yeah, yeah, eight skill nitro. So, how was it back in the day going to the track with him? Was it was it bigger back then than it is now in Italy? Yeah, yeah. I think that honestly, I, I didn't travel, especially with me uh, abroad. So, honestly, out of Italy, I don't know um, really, really well if something changed or not. But uh, in Italy, yes, with a lot of people. Now we are going to. We are growing. More people is coming to the race. So after after COVID, we have seen that um, we raced with um, many people, like 70, 80 entries that usually are pretty high here in Italy. But uh, we had um, like two or three years ago, we had really low mm-hmm. low low people racing. So yeah, of course it's uh, from what I heard. It looks like um, the people that race is uh, like half people. 50% of what uh, raised before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, I think that the things became really professional with social or the things. So all the people want to do it really mm-hmm. in, in uh, to seriously. In a really, yeah, to seriously. So this make uh, maybe sometimes it's a bit uh, bored for, for some people that they just want to have fun and maybe... Um, you know the the the, the uh, ambience of, of of the race is not like uh, maybe some people want. Sweet, I have to ask because you, Marco, and I know Davide all speak good English. When did you learn English, or where did you learn it in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we learned school that maybe we we learn some words that uh, luckily help us uh, when we speak English uh, with with the people in the RC. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think at school the most, but, but you know when you travel, maybe mm-hmm. you learn the most important words to to let the people understand you. So, was your dad any good at racing? Was he as good as you? 
no, he had, he was not really good because he didn't practice a lot like I did. So it was just for fun or, you know, like I said before, most of the people in the past were doing it like for mm -hmm. just fun on Sunday, an easy Sunday, and maybe they were good. Uh, they were good enough because the level of medium driver was not so, so like professional. So um, he just had fun, no, nothing else. So for you, you said around eight and around 12 to eight to 12, you started to get into this. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah. what kind of clicked? What, what got you excited about it? What made you take it a little bit more seriously? But, uh, I just, I just race, 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 keep racing just so that, uh, I was having fun with my father. We spent a lot of good times. Then, uh, you know, when you like the competition, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, you always want to race or to practice to, to, to get better. So, uh, this is, I think the most, um, the most important things that let us, uh, going uh, in forward. What car was you running back then? Do you remember? I started with uh, MP777, I okay. think, like the first races. Then I got uh, Team Lozi mm. for, I think, two or three years when, until I was uh, 13. Then I switched to Kyosho until uh, two years ago. So who were some of your local heroes or local racers that influenced you and you kind of looked up to when you was a younger racer? But we had, we had some really good drivers here. We had, uh, in Italy, we had Rabitti, we had uh, Tortorici. We had uh, really good, uh, really good uh, drivers here that showed some, some, uh, did, did some, some great races abroad too. So honestly, I looked honest to, to these people, especially. Then uh, abroad, maybe later in the days, uh, I honestly think that all the all the drivers that we have seen now are no battle, uh, Ronnie Falso, I, I look to to all of them. But they are still here, so not not many many okay. years ago. So when did you as a young racer, when did you start uh getting a little bit more serious, getting noticed, maybe traveling a little bit outside of Italy? What what do you remember your first international race? Um, I think that uh, I remember the first time that I, I came to US was the uh, Kyoshu International Kyoshu meeting that they did in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. That was uh, in a really good place, I think, for the first time. Yes. And uh, <laughs> and uh, honestly, I think my my first race was uh, Montpellier or Pierrefou, the um, races that usually um, in France. Okay. So. Uh, I started with the car, then I, I don't know planes, which were maybe some Euro B mm -hmm. in England, okay. maybe the first one, out of Italy with the plane. All right, so what was your first big win? Like when you got your big win, you got noticed, and maybe you picked up uh, a full-time sponsor. Uh, I think that the first one was Montpellier, 2016. Okay, I didn't even know you won that. That's a hard race to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty lucky at the race, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, w I won that, maybe, I think now five years ago. Yeah, yeah I think I, I should know that. I think I watched that. I love that race. Um, it's great. It's You see people that normally probably wouldn't be fast, be faster. And I hate to say this, but it seems like every American that goes there struggles. So I'm just saying <laughs> um, it's a great race. It, it, the track is the same, but it has a different winner every year, and it's some great race in there. I, I think it's probably one of the best races of the year. I love it. I missed it this year. 
All right. So you you was with Kyosho for a long time. I didn't realize you had been with Kyosho for so long. How did that come about? Uh, I, I I honestly we we first bought a car with with my father together. We we started to to do some races in uh, I think when I was fourteen. So then we started to race uh, the first Euros I did in two thousand and fifteen mm-hmm. that uh, in uh, Sachile and then. Um, then from from there we we started to speak with Kyosho Europe and then uh, later in the years with uh, Kyosho Kyosho Japan. So yeah, that's how we started because we, we luckily in Italy we had uh, all the Kyosho Kyosho Italy was really strong in uh, in Europe. So we had some um, some good chats with all, all the people there. So that that's why I became pretty early. Well, sure winning Montpellier that. in 2016 would also do that for you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So in 2015, you you weren't sponsored. You was not sponsored by Kyosho, or how was it? Because that's your boots um, one. I think uh, I was sponsored by um, you know uh, uh, some parts. I think okay. if I don't remember, but not not yeah, full like not. Not a full sponsored, maybe getting a salary, travel, and all that type of stuff. He was still exactly twenty fifteen. That was that seven six years ago. So he was still young. He wasn't even sixteen yet. So or you yeah. just was sixteen. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. Um, all right. Let's let's talk about that becoming a pro. Uh, when did you kind of say, "Hey, I can do this for a living. This is what I want to do for a living." And uh, when did you decide to do that? But well, when I finished school, I, I just tried to to do it because uh, um, uh, honestly, was was one of one was my goal. But uh, you know, the, the races at, at least you have to win races to be mm-hmm. to be a pro. So you know, races are not always uh, easy to win. There are a lot of drivers that can win. So honestly, focus uh, when I finished school. I know that uh, I could uh, um, I could maybe become a pro driver, so I just focused on the Euros. That that year was one of the most important races. So uh, and then from there, I, I made that year like a pro driver, but uh, so many days at the track. And uh, yeah, then then luckily I won the Euros, and then uh, I I've been able to to become um, a pro with uh, with Infinity. Okay, so, so you. So you wasn't like a pay on a salary or anything with Kyosho prior to Infinity, maybe travel money and contingency. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. no salary, just just some some travels from from Kyosho. All right, well, let's talk about the twenty nineteen European. I think, uh, that I think that's Kyosho's last big win. To be honest, um, it was a great race. It was forty five minutes. It had rain. You you kind of snuck up and got past Ranafalk. And it was amazing. I, I swear, it was probably one of the best races I've ever seen. And it came on. I mean, he, he tried to, I think he kind of slowed. He says, my tires went out. But I think he kind of just got comfortable and said, hey, I got this. Backed off too much. And then you just, you hunted him down. And then you won that race. How was that? But I think the feeling was really amazing, incredible, definitely. Uh, you know, when you when you race, you don't uh, you don't think about that too much. So mm. you just try to to racing. Then you realize when you when you finish it. I think that uh, definitely was one uh, one of the best for me to 
that that the race uh, that I ever ever raced. So yeah, it was was a great, it was amazing. I think that the race was crazy, and to they ever all the people, <laughs> all the people say that which that was crazy to watch. Oh man, I was literally sitting watching it at home and just going crazy because it was so good. Um, because like I think even if I remember correctly, Ranafok tried to get you near the end. I think it even came down to like the last yeah. couple corners with you guys. Yeah, I, yeah. You, I, if you guys haven't watched this race, I'll put the link for it in from RC Racing TV. The forty-five minute finals, probably one of the best races you're ever gonna see. It had rain, mud. Um, you know, it was in Italy, so that's even a a, a better thing for you. You won at home. It's at Angaro's home track, so he hasn't. You know, he hasn't won a Euros yet. By the way, uh, uh, eight scale Euros. So good stuff, man. It was definitely uh, a great race, and congratulations to you and. Because of COVID, you're still the champion, like I guess. So just like Davide is still the world champion. So it's all good. And then shortly after that, you made this switch to Infinity. How did that come about? But we spoke about uh, Infinity was looking to, to a driver, probably close um, more more in Italy to to be closer to who designed the car and who think about the project. So they asked me if I want to try in in, in this in this uh, adventure. And uh, yeah, so they gave me the possibility to do that, just this, just to race cars. So I, I think that uh, I thought that that was a good opportunity to get. So a uh, new project, new car. I know that uh, their ideas were when they were trying to do something different, and uh, so that, that's why I um, I choose them. Uh, we we were all pretty close. Uh, um, I have some. I have. They usually come with me to the track. So uh, I think this is uh, this is important. Then we are we are lucky that here in Italy you can develop a car. I think in a good way as we have uh, many trucks, many of good drivers with which which uh, we, we can compare more or less every weekend. Now in August, no, but of course in all the other months. So there are some bigger races, and I think that uh, this helps, of course. So what what is your involvement? I think you're the only now with Kyle going. I think you're the only top, maybe a top off-road pro that they have. So how much of you, how much of your job, or how much, how involved are you in the testing process for their cars, and how close do you work with the engineers there? I usually try to to see what what the car um, we, we first did that car then we, we we then we went to the track and then from there we started to to keep uh, practicing you know in, um, in uh, all all the things that maybe can can work or, or not depends of, of what the track does in in some condition. So in the different condition that we usually, I say, usually meet during the year. So we are in Italy, we are pretty lucky that we have different conditions so we can test different parts and see how the car works. Of course, then depends because, for example, in Portugal, we never meet that condition in Italy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you just need to learn the car as much as, much as possible and then see how, how it works in um to, in, you know, to adapt out into the different conditions that uh, that usually um, have during the year. So we, we try just to to see how the car works. We we, we check lap times. We check how, how the car is how the car works. If if it's comfortable or not. If something maybe is more comfortable, like you know you know with the, with the normal car. So we that that's what we do. If something broke or or something we look that is not good, we we change. Okay, so you are running a new car. You had it at IBC. 
uh, that was a challenging surface because it was glue and it was different. And I know you guys don't have anything like that in Europe. Uh, what changes did you try to make to the car to make it a little bit more comfortable? But honestly, we didn't work. We, we just got there with the car that we had in the, um, with, with our car that we tested here. Mm -hmm. So we just work on, you know, on what everything worked like tiffs or shocks or things like that. Honestly, we didn't work too much on geometry or, or things like that. As we didn't, uh, uh, we didn't get a lot of uh, track time. And uh, yeah, so uh, we we just uh, we just uh, work like all the others have done. We we at the race, you know, you can change too much on the car because you never know how how will go. So of course we we learn something. We still have to learn something, but um, yeah, we 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 will keep. Maybe we'll go back there to to do some testing, more testing in that conditions. Sweet. I, I like Kenji. Uh, I've had him on the podcast. He's a great dude. He's passionate about RC. I'm excited to see what Infinity, when the car does drop, I'm excited to see what, they, what they're going to have. I know I know they want to get into your American market, so I'm assuming they're going to get a top pro there as well. I need to hit up Kenji and ask him what's going on with this car. When is it going to be released and have a chat with him? But uh, it seems like you're in a good place. So are you testing now daily or what is a day like for you? Uh, a day in the life of, of a pro, like you, what do you do? I, I mean, do you go to the track every day or do you go a couple of days a week or what's a, a, a day for you? Uh, honestly, it depends. Depends. I, I don't go all the, all the days at uh, the track. Uh, I go, I think in a, in a normal condition with no races, I go, I go maybe two or three, three days. It depends on how many things we have to test or if we need to test something, uh, something quickly, mm -hmm. something or you just need to prepare a race or you need to, to go racing. So it depends. Uh, when, when usually I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not at the track or I, I have some spare time. So I, I rebuild um, the cars or I do, you know, uh, normal things. So I, I know you probably can't say this, but any idea when we, th this car will be released or at least we'll get some pictures of it or some uh well, I, I think that more or less will be at the end of the year mm -hmm. but honestly uh i, I know I, I don't know um, i'm not sure mm -hmm. so i think that maybe uh will be for the for the end of the year of course we still still some some things to do so uh, we will see uh what's the gentleman what's the italian guy name that's the infinity uh he was at rcgp i can't remember his name um, uh, Alessandro Artusi. Yeah, so that's that's a, the guy you work closely with. Uh, what's his heritage in in RC? Is Alessandro one? Mm -hmm. uh, he works for the team. He usually when you need something, all the team needs something. Usually, speak with him. He try go. He goes to the track. Uh, he um, he looks all all the parts of the with the drivers uh, what, what they have to do or or all the things like all the things like that and, and it comes to help me too now with the one eight skill right but is he a former racer from back in the day or yeah okay yeah i think he raced in, in the past yeah more or less the same year of uh, my father okay all right I, good stuff good stuff uh infinity big and onward big 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 uh, is it any possibility we can see you cross over to that? I mean, you guys have Lamberto Calari. He's like a 10-time uh, GP champion. 
Uh, and Bala, and ba- uh, and they have uh, what's his name Balestra. Uh, I can't say it properly. Balestra. Yeah, yeah, he's like what one time a one time champion. Yeah. Can we yeah, see yeah. some crossover from you? Would you like to do that? Uh, I think that we have already a lot of classes here uh, in uh, in one eight. So I think I, maybe some one one ten skill of road. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't think uh, I don't know. But uh, at the moment, I don't think I will cross to to one eight or road. I think that their level is really high. So uh, uh, they have a lot of uh, of experience. I think that maybe I will say um, on off road. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, because uh, it's, this is what I do since uh, I'm young, so I think I will focus more on this. I think they just need to have a car ready for you and just show up and drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. If 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 it's like this, of course I I can uh, I can go I can go racing, no problem. Okay. Speaking of ten scale, you recently joined Schumacher. Congratulations, Schumacher is. I think Schumacher is definitely growing a lot. It's filling in where Yokomo was. So a lot of drivers like yourself, who maybe eight scale drivers, can run Schumacher. I mean, Orlowski has been a long time Schumacher guy. He's now running um, uh, Nemo Agama for eight yeah. scale, which is great to see because that's one guy I always wanted to see uh, race eight scale. Have you tried your new ten scale cars yet? And can we expect to see a lot more ten scale racing from you? If so, what can where, where will you be racing? Yeah, yeah, I, I've been last week at uh, Arena 33, mm-hmm. where we will be, where we go at tomorrow for a US Eurofront series. So I think I will, I will focus more on that race or mm-hmm. some carpet racing, and then maybe for next year I think we will be the Euros in England. So where is EOS this weekend? It's in uh, Arena 33 in the in Germany. Okay, so you're going to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is this your first EOS? Have you done them before? I, I've done with the uh, Kyosho like uh, one okay. or two US in past in the days, I think 2015. Okay, last, well, like you're going with like a truly carpet car now. You should you should be good. <laughs> uh, who else has attended yeah. that race? Uh, top names. Uh, I, I like if uh, from all the restrictions, there will be no, uh, I think, a lot of top drivers. But uh, there will be, of course, all, all the, all the I think, uh, Europe, Germany drivers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, England, English, or mm-hmm. center of Europe. Um, yeah, some drivers, of course, will come. I, I honestly don't know exactly okay. who will come. I'm sure of Schumacher's drivers, but honestly, I don't know of the, from the other companies. Have you heard from Aiden Bark yet? He is like Schumacher's number one fan. Aiden Bark of Extra Lap Podcast. What's up? Shout out to the Extra Lap Podcast guys. Has he messaged you yet? Because he loves Schumacher. Anybody that drives a Schumacher? I don't know. I don't know if he messaged me. Um, I remember that we spoke in the past. So mm-hmm. I think we will then. You've, have you been on his I podcast was... yet? Yeah. Yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I'm sure you'll be back on, on Extra Lap now that you're running uh, Schumacher 10 scale. Shout out to the Extra Lap guys. Uh, yeah, man, good stuff. Uh, I, I definitely want to see more of you racing, uh, especially in America. I hope we see you. I hope things ease up COVID-wise and we see all the Europeans over in America. But you've done quite a few American races. You've done DNC. You've done the Kyosho Masters. You've done Silver State. Which one of those races is your favorite? Okay. Which American race is your favorite? 
I think the my favorite, honestly, I think is uh, Silver State. They are, I think Silver State and C are both really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silver State, maybe for the location, you know, it's a bit different yes. from what uh, what you usually race. So it's something particular that I think that uh, it's good to to do, and and it's nice, of course. But for course, of course, the NC is, yeah. is um, probably still one a bit more important than Silver State because more European guys usually go there. So, but I think they are both really good races. All right. I will, I will honestly look to Psycho Nitro Blast, but I've never been yet there. Yeah, it's a great race to attend. Um, it's big track. It's the premier race on the East Coast. I would like to see more Europeans attend that as well. So maybe that's possible next year. And if, if, if things ease up and we have RCGP, we'll see you running that next year because Infinity's still in that. Are you excited yes. for that? You because you didn't get to you didn't get to run in it this year. You almost did. You almost did uh, yeah. in, 20, in 2019. But um are you excited to do something like that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, it's something different from mm-hmm. the normal. So I honestly look forward. They've seen the the races in the past um, that they didn't attend and they look uh, really cool. So I I, I hope that uh, we we will be we will race uh, RCGP next year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. All right, let's talk about Italy and RC. Uh, right now, Italy is probably producing some of the fastest eight-scale racers in the world. Um, we have you, we have Davide, we have Baruflo. Zancatine is a little older. Polito, um, Valante. These are all fast guys. Uh, and there's probably some guys that yeah. I don't even know about that are coming up in the ranks. Why? It, well, I guess it's also, it's, it's a rich... It has a rich heritage of racing. Italy has, you know, has always been racing. Um, it maybe for a few years, maybe 10, 15 years, there was no really fast Italian guys. But now there's a whole bunch of them. And you, you touched on it. You said you guys have a lot of tracks and you guys race together a lot. But why is, do you think, I mean, this happens in other areas too. You know, the UK has a bunch of guys. Germany has their bunch of guys. But Italy seems to be shining in, in the whole world. Seems to be producing eight yeah. scale, good eight scale racers. Why is that? But I think first it's because of the track. Mm-hmm. First, I think it was we have a lot of track and they are really close to to the different uh, country of whatever drivers. So I think it's pretty easy to to go to the track and we have good weather. So we have a IBR pad, but that of course help because you can race uh, like six, six months where maybe other drivers can can race a year, a year in Europe. So in IBR, it's, uh, everybody can arrive there. It's like maximum three hours. So I think that, uh, that the first part, the first one is, is for that. Then I think that the level from when David Hoon, the, the, the level was already higher because the first one was uh, Alex that made some mm-hmm. big finals. Uh, uh, podiums and things like that. Then Davide, with the words, of course, put uh, one yes, one one person to which look to to Italy. To, he put the spotlight yeah, on exactly. Italy. Yeah, exactly. So of course, all the drivers that race with him, of course, uh, uh, they they grow because uh, you know you you have the, you have the best in uh, in the tracks, so you can learn, you can see at which level, uh, honestly. You respect all the drivers and on what you can improve and these things that uh, can happen in, in the other states at the, at the moment I think so this is I think one of, of 
to of course the trucks i think and the weathers and ibr are, are the first things then uh, all of all of these uh, together arrived to to put all the drivers where now where now we are yeah man i'm a big barufalo fan too i like him i think he's fast i love him he's wild he doesn't he doesn't give he doesn't give two fucks what people think about him and i love it <laughs> uh what young up and coming racers are are looking good to you like that you think can go to that next level that up you know younger much younger than you but you, you I, i have to see some name yeah like who like who, you, uh, who, yeah, who, yeah. who who should we be looking out for in the next few years from italy uh i think that we have uh, of course polito we have uh, i think yeah polito then we have valente we had uh, trevisan we had uh, a lot of drivers yes. you know when uh, when ravaglio when you're at the race you uh, yes, really need to focus it's the races are or are all, all all important so i mean all the drivers now are you know Marufolo, ongaro of course uh, all mm -hmm. zanketin uh, all the drivers are uh, in, in in a good uh, in a good moment who more or less but of course the races here are, are in a really in a really high level so of course drivers that can make easily the semi-final or the final at the euros so this means that yeah i forgot all about ravaglia he was super fast mm -hmm. like didn't he TQ the worlds, I want to say, or something. TQ the the, no. the Euros, or was really fast in the Euros or something. He made the final in the yeah, Euros. Of course. I think it was fast. It was fast in Montpellier too. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah, they did uh, did some some really good results. Yeah, he's good. He's good. All right. Yeah, it looks the future of RC looks bright in Italy. But let's talk about the future of Ricardo, Ricky, Berton. <laughs> Uh, I gotta, I always ask this of, of drivers. You've been in this for a while now, since you was young. What are your thoughts on the way RC racing is at the moment? I know it's a little bit difficult because of COVID, but, uh, you know, on this podcast, we are always trying to advance and grow RC and we question a lot of things, but what are your thoughts on RC racing right now? I think that uh, I honestly, uh, when when I went in, into the pro pro level with with Infinity, I honestly, I, I, we were I immediately got uh, the COVID situation. I went into the mm -hmm. COVID situation, so um, I think that uh, there are there are some. But in Europe, I think that is growing pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think we we are going to to. Maybe after COVID, I don't know how, how the people will react to this. Maybe to race more or to race less. I don't know. Of course, now we have a lot of racing, and I think that the, the people, especially here in Italy, want to race, want to do some 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 races. So uh, I hope that um, we'll be back in a good um, in a good way. Mm -hmm. uh, where the uh, I think that RC is. Uh, I, I don't know how, how to say it's uh, it's in a good position. I don't know. Right. What, it's what it's you, like in limbo for me. It's good. It could be better. You know what I mean? I want to uh -huh. see it better. Uh, I want to see you guys on Netflix, you know, or, yeah. you know, or some Red Bull TV racing and doing what you're doing. So I hope we can see that one day. Maybe when you're like 35. Because you're 22 now and I'll be like yeah. 50 something. And maybe we can see that in about 10, 15 years. Um, is there anything you would like to see change in the industry or racing right now? Mm, I think honestly that now uh, everything is working uh, is working 
pretty well. We, we, we have, of course, everybody wants to see 800 people uh, racing. That would be, it would be at, at, at every race in Europe too, because this happened in US. Mm-hmm. Maybe, well, 800 but, entries, uh, 800, not people, entries. 800. Uh, sorry, sorry. Entries. entries. If we had and, 800 uh, people, we would never finish a race. <laughs> it's rather dangerous and um, yeah I think that uh, but of course we, we will be it's a process if you want to grow like RC it's a process of, of many years so you know so you just need to be more um, not, luckily now with social of course I think we, we made a little bit a, a bit of a, a little step forward mm-hmm. than the past because you know in social on social media this uh, yeah. this help this helps a lot mm-hmm. I think the drivers or the companies or things like that to, to let know more more you know all over the world yep. so um, I think this can help and of course if we keep in this way we we to we will see I think that uh, with social media of course there is uh, there are a lot of chance mm-hmm. I agree all right, so you're 22 years old. What you're going to EOS this um, this weekend? What's next for you after that? Um, I think the ne- next one will be. I don't know if if I will be if I will attend the US round four that will be in four September. Mm-hmm. Then we have some races in Italy, and then I think the first big ones. The other one will be Bagiland mm. in Madrid. Yes, yeah, that is going. I think to be the the next bigger races. And if fing- we can't fly. And fingers crossed, Montpellier in 2022 and then DNC. Hopefully. Yes, of course. Sweet. Of course. All right. So like I said, you're 22 years old. You still have all your life ahead of you. But have you gave have you given any thought to what you want to do after your racing career has finished? Yeah, honestly, I'll, I I want to race. I want to race a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of years. So um of course, I, I, I'm working on something, but uh, uh, at the moment, I, I'm just focused uh, on this. So I will um, then, then when, when when I will finish the RC career, you know, there is a lot of high up and down in the RC career of every driver, and uh, we we will see. I will I will go in the future. So you went to school too, right? Like college or university? Yeah. What yeah, did yeah, you yeah. What did you study there? I studied uh, economics and okay. economy in English. Yeah. All right. Cool. You know what, Ricardo? We have a a, sub, a, a segment on this podcast. Uh, it's where I ask you some questions and you have to answer them really fast, or you know, with one word answers. And it's actually brought to you, what to the podcast by TNR Fuels. Uh, here at the NNRC, we are all about that glory, and the glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest nitro fuel on the market, earned, operated by a racer named Chris Nelson and his family. Made by racers for racers. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA and in in many hobby shops. For more information to support the company or purchase some fuel, visit www.tnrfuels.com. Contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com or find them on House of RC or Facebook. Ricardo, have you have you made a uh, House of RC um, Facebook uh, F- House of RC profile yet? Uh, I don't know. You you, I, sh- you think I you, I, you should? I, I will do. I think all pro drivers <laughs> should do that. And thank you to TNR Fuels for bringing us the TNR Fuels Stop and Go segment. Okay, Ricardo. So we have ten questions. 
You got to add some. Some are RC questions. Some are not. Okay. All right. Number one, what is your favorite food? Um, McDonald's, I think. Yeah? Do you have McDonald's in Italy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I okay. don't eat a lot, of, but it's when I eat it. Or, or, I, I think I, I, as an Italian, I should say pizza. I will okay. say pizza. Okay, so here's the question. Is McDonald's better in Italy or in America? Uh, I think in America. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I love America. <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, any hobbies outside of RC? Um, I like to swim or go, go to the, to go to mountains or walk or trails and trails, things, things like that. So no football, That's... no, no MotoGP, no Formula One. But they are things that I look, I look to, but uh, honestly, it's not something which uh, I look at it on Sunday if I, if I can, but uh, I don't uh, okay, so, care, honestly, too much. So you're outdoors type of guy. You like being outside and in nature, it seems like. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Uh, what is one race that you really want to attend anywhere in the world? Um, there are many. I think uh, uh, Cycling Nitro Blast. Okay. The one and um, and Radio Race in one thing. What what attracts you? What's what what attracts you to Psycho Nitro Blast? Is it just like the craziness of it all, or the big track, or just something different? But I think the the big tracks and um, yeah, the the you know all all the, Free, the yeah. situation. Yeah, it's it's really it's really good. It's it's a race that I think everybody should do once in their life. All right, number four, David Davide Angaro is. Uh, I, I think it will be pretty uh, a great driver. I think. Okay, number five, your favorite track so far. Uh, I think the, the Bagland ones. Okay, he does. Miguelo does a good job. Period. Uh, number six, a driver you hate to lose to. Sorry, uh, a, a dr driver, a, a driver you hate to lose to. That you don't want to lose to, you want to beat him <laughs> every time. I would say Marco, so we know each other. Uh, oh yeah, are you easy. and Marco real close? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are really friends. Okay, that's good. I love Marco. He's so awesome. <laughs> um. Number seven, a your dream full scale vehicle. If you could have any vehicle, real like to drive, what would you have? Um, I would like to a uh, GLC of Mercedes. Uh -huh. You know the the big one. Yes, nice. I think I think yes, that one. One country that you need. Number eight, a country that you really want to visit, and it doesn't have to be for RC. Uh. I think uh, maybe South America. Yeah. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. You should come down to see me. It's nicer too. <laughs> Dominican Republic. All right. Number nine. Ryan Mayfield is. Uh, I think it's a legend. Yeah. I would say he's definitely a legend. Definitely a of legend. Of course. Of course. And number 10. If you didn't race RC cars, what would you be racing? Uh, <laughs> this is hard. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what. Maybe. Uh, I think. I think. I maybe. I have no idea. Honestly. <laughs> well, you're not really. It doesn't seem like you're really into motorsports too much. So not that much. So it was just. A, it was a quick question. 
All right, man. Thank you for answering the TNR Fuel Stop and Go segment. I think that brings our um, interview to an end. I'm excited to see the new Infinity car. I'm excited to see you get back racing in America. I don't not just racing in America, but racing in Europe. Uh, and see what you can do, man, because you're one of the fastest guys in the world. And, you know, I want to see you race more. And uh, I want to see all Thank the Italians you. and Europeans race more. So I want to see everybody race together. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely excited for that. Good luck at EOS this weekend. I'll be watching that. Um, have fun with the new Schumacher rides. I'm sure we're going to see you racing a lot more of that. And, hey, I'm going to tell Kenji he needs to get a on-road car ready for you so you can go do some on-road <laughs> racing. Um, would, you like to, okay. would you like to shout out and say thank you to anybody before we uh, close up here? So first, thank you to you, thank you that you asked me. This was great, great for me. And then, of course, thanks to to, to Infinity guys that are uh, are great. And uh, yeah, look forward to 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 do the car. To hope soon will be released for everybody. And uh, of course, all my rest of the sponsor that helped me iOS, uh, uh, Graphics, uh, MKS. And then, uh, yes, to all the people that follow me, to my family and uh, my friends and everything, everybody. So if anybody wanted to get in contact with you when the Affinity car does come out and they want any setup help, what's the best way to contact you? I think on Messenger. Okay. That's, of course, uh, my best. Yeah, Facebook, exactly. Sweet, man. Or Instagram is the same. Okay, no worries. Um, I appreciate your time. Keep up the good work, man. What an awesome race you had in 2019. I want to see more of this. You have a long mm-hmm. career ahead of you. And I look forward to watching that develop over the next 10, 15 years. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks to you. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sunset University Raceway, the home of El Paso's world-famous motocross-inspired eight-scale off-road track. The Showers family has over 20 years experience creating one of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world-class facility has everything in handicap accessibility, covered beds, skate starts, space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SDRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates, upcoming races, or host your own race. Yes, thank you to Joey Showers, Corbin, and Christian for the continued support of the podcast. If you're in the El Paso area next weekend, the USRC race is heading there with Ryan Lutz. The uh, the East Coast Series is finally getting over to the West Coast. Go check them out. If you, Hey, great facility, great people. You will have fun. They bring you the down and quiet segment. So, Maximus, hold on, let me bring up my picture. Probably lost it. I think I did. There we go. So I I was sent this this week, and you know we've seen we've all seen this before. Um, he's done this quite a few times. Um, let me find it. There we go. I thought this was so cool. I love his colors. Uh, so Lewis yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, it's a cool looking car. Yeah, I love your colors, Lewis. St. David's colors all the way. Yellow, gold, and blue. Old Kyosho burns her. Looks pretty badass. Um, like an old restored car her. And this is my turbo burns radio control car that I raced when I was five years old. My brother kindly had it rebuilt <clears throat> for me. And recently it's running like a gem. And to add on that, I think Ocon, he had an MP9 given to him as well. 
And you know, there's lots of people. Look, this thing has over 465,000 at this time, 465,000 likes, so many comments. Akon challenged him to a race of this on this. And, and I just got to think, and I posted this. And man, we were just talking about F1 drivers, Lewis Hamilton, and all that type of stuff. Um, so Lewis Hamilton used to drive his, his brother, still races now and then, I think. Um, you know, they have not really con- connected to Kyosho. Mick Craddock knows him really well, and a couple other people. So they know about RC. But here's like what I was thinking in my brain how cool would it be? Arcon and some of these these RC. I mean, Art and Santa used to race RC cars too. How mm-hmm. cool would it be for these guys to come to a race, participate in a race, and get into this and take this to the masses? Like that would be like yeah. we have it. Uh, and the, cra- the craziest thing is like Scott Speed r- drives RC quite often. Had a track like Pedro de la Rosa. Yeah, yeah, Pedro de la Rosa is uh, a Spanish champion. Henning Solberg is a uh, is a Nor- Norwegian champion in on road both. Christian and, uh, Craig, he drives, yeah. he he races well, bashes. Yeah, yeah. Seven Deuce Deuce loves it. I was actually messaging Seven Deuce Deuce for a while, at his number was messaging him, yeah. trying to get him on the podcast. Moogie likes Mookie likes to race. Um, all these yeah. guys, I think they like to do it as a hobby, which I understand. Like they don't want to be professional all the time. This is yeah, a hobby, yeah. but I kind of feel like if you're giving these people product, we need some, we need like. All right, I want to phrase this in a way that I don't want to offend Kyosho people, all right? I wish, and I don't know if they would. I get it. It's great promotion for Kyosho that these guys get cars, whoever company gives them cars. I wish we could take that promotion and just spread it out so it, 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 it fucking, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It showcases RC racing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just yeah. giving these guys a car to say, hey, look, I got this famous guy who has a car. Yeah. Let's yeah. get these fucking guys racing with us or something. Like, I don't know. Like, let's get them to races. Let's get them promoting what we do. Let's get, like, someone slip Lewis Hamilton a link to RCGP and let them watch some of that shit and see, like, wow, this is really cool. Like, you know, like, this is like driven. Yeah. It, it, it frustrates. The, I would give my left testicle, probably both testicles, to have... <laughs> Um, not both. One. Well, just one. I still need one. I, to have Lewis Hamilton come on her and talk RC with me and promote this stuff. Well, all kind of any of these guys. We have all this here, but it's like we just give them the cars and then it's like we need we need more from these guys, man. If I could just sit down with them for five minutes, I want more from them. I'm begging. It's my dream. But these are the people that could take what we do to the masses. How do yeah, we get these guys you, to do you, it? Oh, Dax yeah, but you, you framed it the right way. Yeah, you you framed it the right way. When it's stuff like this, doesn't it helps the awareness of RC, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really help like people wanting to buy an RC car mm-hmm. that much. It does, yeah, it does something, yeah, and it's a positive. Even this, what's happening now, but you framed the right way where it, it needs to be so that we get these guys to have a segment where they'd run on an actual RC track, mm-hmm. not like a track made of cones into the paddock area, like what it was with, uh, I believe, Ocon and, and someone else a few years ago with Kyosho, what they did in France. Yeah, We need to have it like, if there was a place where an F1 track was close to an RC track, you could have Lewis Hamilton run an actual car in a proper eight scale like off-road track mm-hmm. 
or even like on road, whatever it is, but like a proper RC track, a cool looking RC track, and someone like Lewis Hamilton racing like Bottas or whoever it is, or like just racing, racing on the track, like just racing regular people. It don't even have to be like you could just I be mean, there. Even that, even that, yeah. You know, or a day with like let him spend a day with like yeah. obviously it's Kyosho. Let him spend a yeah. day with I don't know his uh, Jao Figueredo and like let's let's get this go. Like you know what someone said when I posted this? They said when he has a kid. He'll get into it, so maybe we have to wait for that. But then, by the time he has, maybe, yeah, you know, it, it frustrates me, like, um, because you can't get in contact with these people, like Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard's all into RC. He had all this type of stuff. You can't get in contact with. I get, I get it. These people have agents. They have filters in between them. I know Lewis Hamilton probably isn't doing his own Instagram or whatever. But fuck, man, like we can't catch a break. Like I can't. It's it's so aggravating because we have I, I always bring up RCGP. Sorry guys. I know you guys be like, oh you only bring up RCGP, but I honestly think that plus come drive with us is probably the best documentary RC series that we have. Like, you know. Yeah. I, I just like how can we not get how did these like it frustrates me, but that's just you know why? Because we're just that small. We're so small. <laughs> Yeah, but the had, thing is, like, we aren't that small. Like, we are, though, Max. RC, racing, racing. RC racing, yes. Yeah, racing is. But, like, the bashing is huge. Yes, we know that. But people don't know we race. Look, I would like to have 1%, one freaking percent of those people that liked his, liked his, uh, like that 465. I want 4,600 4, people like an RC post. You know what I mean? If, if yeah. we could just get 4,600 people to get into RC racing, it would fucking change RC racing completely. Yeah. Because people out there think you... And we need... Go ahead. We need Sorry. to make racing more accessible. Mm -hmm. We need to make racing more exciting. And we need to make professional racing look professional. Yeah. So for, for people going to a race, it needs to be easy. It needs to be so that if you go to a big race, it's not you run two heats a day and it's 12 hour days. It needs to be enjoyable. It needs to be fun. And that way people, instead of bashing, will choose racing. Like imagine, and we'll have like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, we'll sorry. have sort of like, we will have sort of like, we don't even need to attract more people into RC. We need to attract more people into RC racing. Yes. Like bashing, we have way too much bashers, but a lot of those people don't go into the racing of RC. And RC is a great sports racing. I feel it's yeah. it's it's very like karting is great, motocross is great, and I feel RC is right up there. It's not like there's no like disadvantages to it. I feel. Yeah, it it just maybe I'm I'm not pissing a man in her. I'm just frustrated. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, what would be so cool? Like, let's take. David Ranafalk and Lewis Hamilton, and they do a whole little mm -hmm. exchange for a day type of vibe. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. imagine, like, oh, yeah, so, uh, obviously, I don't know if David Ranafalk could drive an F1 car, but, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> you, you just know, like, I'm just saying, like, hey, Lewis Hamilton yeah. goes to some local pro to a, tent, like, to a track and spends a day racing, like, being tutored by this guy, and we get that all on. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, so I, I I get it. Like these guys are making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they ain't got time for this stuff, and it's just a hobby, and it's just they want to relax. Yeah. But we had but, we but had listen, actually one. But yeah. listen, the the genre that is doing that is the no prep drag racing. They got the the guy. Yeah, um, that is. Big that Chief is. is all into this shit, and 
And I'm just yeah. sitting there saying, I, I love, like, this is what I want. Like, how do I get it? And, man, I freaking tagged him in that thing, and I did this. And I'm, I just said, you know what? I should tag Lewis Hamilton. We should get everybody in RC, every single person who has an Instagram account and races RC cars. Let's tag these people and be like, hey, look at this. Let's look at this. Some, some, at some point, they got to pay attention at one point. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. And I completely agree. And, like, in Finland, we did this thing. We had a race. When there was the Finnish uh, Nesterale, which means, like, the WRC was there. So, the World Rally Championship was in Juvascula. And, like, close to their paddock area, we had, like, sort of where people walked by was an RC track built for the event. So, like, built there from AstroTurf, uh, like, age-scale track. And we had huge grandstands next to it. And like, it was full, like a grandstand full of people watching RC race. We had like, the, we had like all the fast Finnish guys were there. So it was a national race. Like mm. it wasn't like a part of national championship, but it was big race even nationally for RC. And there was like proper race cars. And then there were like spe- spectators watching the race. And it was like uh, with, the, with the WRC event, like one day we had uh, Kimi Raikkonen and, uh, uh, Peter Solberg and all of these like really fast rally guys at the time were like driving RC cars. We had like, sort of like they all came there for one evening and they were like TV TV guys and stuff and they were driving on the same track we were driving on, just like having fun. And these like Peter Solberg was actually really freaking good. He had driven RC cars before, mm. but he was really good. I, I I just I would just like to see more. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's it's great promotion for Kyosho and all that stuff, and, and it's not for all. I'm Mick Craddock's known them guys forever, so he's there, you know, obviously. But man, what yeah. what these guys, like he's in like you can see this guy's into RC. He may not be racing yeah. right now, but maybe it's something he'll do when he retires or you know when things slow down. But we kind of need him to be doing it now. Like we need we need a formula. We need to get like a superstar race. Like yeah, you know, like um. They used to do it in America. Like, they're getting all the same, like, Toyota cars, like, all these different actors, and maybe they were racers from something else, yeah. or sports athletes or something like that, and they raced because they were into racing. We That's what we need. We need to get a celebrity race in RC and and just yeah. make a simple track for them to race on, and then they can, like, you know, have some pros to tutor them. Like, that'd be so great. That'd be so awesome. I don't know, man. It's like we just have all the. It's like I think we're too cool for that. Like you know what I mean. Sometimes I think we were too cool in our own little yeah. world for that. And that you, I think me. I think your yeah your anal- analogy of about the dog fighting ring is really accurate here. Yeah, it's like we kind of wanted to keep hidden in yeah. a way. A lot of people do. I don't, but a lot of people seem like they do. Yeah, I think they want to keep it like, yeah, this is our thing. Oh, this of. is toy cars. No. I hate when people say this is toy cars. Like toy, I have toys. Yeah. I call them action figures. The toys, I love them. You know what I mean? But these aren't yeah. toy cars, man. These aren't. These are actual scale. Like they're this. Like this is shit you do on full scale cars. But do it in our cars. They're yeah, their, we have a professional. And yeah, and people are like, yeah, RC is just a hobby. RC is a sport just as much as motocross is a sport. Yeah. It's not a physical sport. No, obviously not. But it's a sport just as much as any like motor racing, you know? Yeah, man. It, it takes the same amount of like a skill. It takes the same amount of preparation and all that. You know what? So. I think everybody in RC should just tag Alcon. All these guys that race RC car or like RC cars, Lewis, let's just tag them. Tag them. Yeah. Tag them in all RC posts. Anything cool RC, tag them. 
Mick Craddock, let's get let's get these guys in some podcast, something. Let's get some. Let's get something. I know, like it's probably difficult to do that, but I just think we have these guys that are into it, and we're not we're not really using utilizing it to our full potential. Mm-hmm. And companies utilize it. Oh, look, we got we got such and such running our car. Or well, you know, Joseph's done it too. Look, who was it? Josh Hansen. Oh, Josh Hansen is running. Yeah, Hansen, JQ car, yeah. And, and who else was it? Um. Oh fuck! Uh, Eli Tomac had a JQ car, and that's great. That's cool. But we need—I think we need to stop trying to promote our brands and yeah, promote exactly. RC racing with these guys. Exactly, and that's what we were talking about with Horizon. Yeah, Horizon needs to be like we want to improve RC to have a bigger cake that we have our slice out of, instead of trying to make the whole cake ourselves. Yeah. And in the end, make it just smaller. And that's that's what RC brands need to realize. And that's especially what's happening here with sort of this celebrity like movements. Like we need to think about RC first and the brand second. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great way to put it. Um, I think that's it, Max. Tell us what you guys think about our Dawn and Quiet, which kind of turned into a rant. Do we need more from these uh, these celebrities that are running our cars? Should we put RC racing first before? the actual brand, uh, let us know. And you know what, Max? I think that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you, Max, for your time, for coming on and, and co-hosting. I know it's mm-hmm. late and you've been working. I appreciate that. Videos dropping or are you just busy racing? Uh, at the moment, I'm busy racing. Okay. Uh, Nationals is going to be in a few weeks, the last one. And uh, I'll try to get some stuff filmed, but it's it's going to be, I've had a little change of plans. I'm going to school this, this, uh, uh this fall so i have to move and stuff so it's taking a bit of time so oh i hope you still have time to co-host this yeah i mean yeah this is only uh, a few hours every week so it's fine but Um, videos take a lot of time like you have to go to film and mm -hmm. have a track where you can run on sweet uh thank you to ricardo Berton for his time as well uh pretty ricky was good chatting to him i hope we get to see him over in uh america racing and just europeans period uh, thank you to everybody that sent us questions. They were awesome this week. And hey, thank you to the UK Nationals for giving us all the drama and beef that we want in our RC series. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Thank- I appreciate it. I, I enjoy I, it. I enjoyed it. It made my week. Um, I, I was going to yeah. rant about Royal <laughs> this week, but I, I decided not to. I'll do that next week. We need to ease. Well, like we rant about them every week, I so know. we need to try to like ease up a bit, give them a little bit of breathing room. No, then but I'm, squeeze. I want to hold their feet to the fire because they should be testing this tank expansion shit, and I haven't yeah. seen anything come out of it yet. Um, yeah, yeah. So we have to keep holding their feet to the fire. Thank you, everybody that supports this podcast and listens to us, shares us, sends questions, everything, buys t-shirts, runs our decals. We cannot do. See, Max is getting tired as you wanted. We can't do it without you guys. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you to all the uh, patrons on Patreon for the extra support. And um, thank you to all of our sponsors. They are Mayako, Beach RC, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, JQ Racing, Lugs Racing Tires, Manscaped.com, Donathan RC, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Sun City RC Raceway, Racecraft USA, RCGP, and of course, House of RC. All links, all promo codes, all coupon codes, saving money, affiliate links, Patreon, all that stuff is all in the written description. There's one link you can one link you can follow, and it shows you to everything to all our socials. We're almost at four thousand likes on Facebook. We're like seven away. 
please go to our YouTube channel, hit that sub notification button. I want to get to 1,500 subs by the end of the month. Thank you guys for all the support. Remember, if you ain't grinding, oh, no, I messed it up. I, how do I mess up my outro? Remember, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you're racing this weekend, send it with, without responsibility. Have fun. Help out a newbie if you can. And just have fun. And Max, anything to say? Yeah, I wanted I wanted a shameless plug my YouTube channel because a lot of the questions we have here are stuff I really discuss in my videos. And I try to make it so that not just tell you what to do, but why to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, especially if you're like really interested in stuff like the setup, uh, I wanna I wanna shout it out because it's I, I'm really proud of the videos. I feel I really I really did a good job explaining some of the things. So please yeah. go check it out. Check out Max's. You'll videos. find it. And remember, showing the sponsor some love shows the podcast some love. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Lefty, Max, R, out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC Podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.
so bad. <laughs> <laughs> 